Hello, and welcome to episode 183 of the Gaming Fix podcast on July 31st, 2021. I am your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liner. I'm joined today by Pat. Um, I don't know, probably something about that is farming. He has, oh, he has, his, he has his really horses, delightful, his like, yeah, his like he has like a Shetland mini horse and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he has like goats or something. Okay. Like honestly, aged like a like a fine wine on Schwarzenegger. He just seems like he went from being like troubled action movie star to kind of huge asshole to politician whose views I didn't agree with to pretty pleasant dude that just has a bunch of animals out far on a farmland. On a farm now. Sure. Uh, Alex. Um, there's the seminal chill out dick wad from Terminator 2. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I just watched Terminator 2 two hours ago. It's one of the best movies of all time. An hour and a half. Nice. I, like, yeah. It's like, I, 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 I watched like it first tonight. Terminator better. Uh, it's a better horror movie, but Terminator 2 is one of the best movies of all time. That's both, both valid opinions. It's, it's a good, it's a good. And Allison. So you go for good movies. I go for Batman and Robin and all of his <laughs> Mr. Freeze one-liners. Uh, so uh, plug, plug, plug. I was on, a guest on a podcast called Bat Minute where we talked about uh, minute by minute um, Batman and Robin. Uh, oh. And, oh. and sure. yeah, so I was there for a few episodes, but uh I watched that movie for the first time because of it. I I kind of low key like that great. movie. Yeah, it is I love like that movie. it is just like all campy and cheesy, and I'm just like I'm here for it. And part of that is Arnold Schwarzenegger just being like hamming it up and like making the worst ice puns throughout ice the entire movie. You. Ice, yeah, exactly. There are it's, Terminator it's like movies great. that are worse than Batman and Robin. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm a fan of Kindergarten Cop when he's like, oh, I've got a headache. And the kid's like, is it a tumor? It's, a tumor. Yeah. it's not the tumor. No, it's not the tumor. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That one. I don't think I remember it's, that. Uh, oh, it's very good. Kindergarten that Cop. Movie has not, good movie. <laughs> it's a good movie. It has not aged uh, well in there's, all the right places. But sure. It's there's, yeah. It's, you know what movie is great and always has time. been? And everybody slept on it. The last action hero. Jing- oh, yeah, the last action hero was good. I like Jingle All the Way a lot. Actually, Jingle All the Way I mean, might be my favorite Schwarzenegger G- movie. <laughs> Jingle All the Way is very good. It might good. be my favorite uh, Christmas movie, too. <laughs> definitely up there. It's as The big show is in there, I forgot. And just that whole that whole scene and like the factory or whatever with all the Did Santas. Very good. I'm jumping on this one moment because we're not going to talk about wrestling again. Maybe ever. Did you know that AEW is getting a second TV show already? Wait, what? Oh. Called uh, Rampage. Hmm. And I, okay. And they sold thirteen thousand tickets to its second taping already. Well, that's please don't do that. Don't and don't well, do sure. that. I mean, yes, whatever. Uh, and uh, and everybody thinks CM Punk is going to come back and come to AEW because they're doing it at his stadium. 
In Chicago? Okay. Mm -hmm. And he hates WWE so much, and the WWE's financials are fucked right now, and AEW is, like, doing really well. Mm -hmm. Wait, but Allison, you had had a thought. What was it? I was curious. Oh, just with Jingle all the way. Um, I feel like... As somebody from Minnesota, I have to I have like a, an awareness of everything that takes place, like movie pop culture that takes place there, and that took place in Minneapolis. So it's oh. it's a really it's a um very flattering, deservedly so. This is a, a misrepresentation, but very flattering look at Minneapolis too. It's very pretty. The city is is very pretty in there. There's some nice good scenes of him like driving in the dark with the skyline behind him when he's on the phone at one point, and it's it's uh it's, it's really nice. Wait. He was driving and on the phone. What year was this movie? It's like a car phone or something. He's like yeah, talking. It's... He's talking to uh, to, to his what? Because he's like he's rich, you know. He's like he's, yeah. He's he's a successful small businessman. Yeah, runs like he's a car like driving across the bridge. I remember the scene is seared into my mind because I remember really liking it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh... go watch Jingle All the Way it's right now. Yeah, Christmas in July. Uh, if it's not July anymore, you got to wait till December. But that's okay. Yeah, that's the law. You don't. You don't have to do that. You can watch Jingle All the Way anytime. Another thing you can do anytime: play some video games. Anytime. Play them in the morning. Play them in the afternoon. Play them in the evening. Play them at night. Play them in the tub. Can't play them while you're. You can play him in a box. You can play him with a fox. You know. You can play him on a train. You could play them yeah. in the rain, though. Make sure you've got like an umbrella or something, like to you know keep the water out of your console. My phone is my phone is is waterproof to a certain degree. Like it's yeah, mine is too, to an extent. So you can play him on a plane. Who's checked out? That. I have played video yeah. games. On a plane. Yeah, I do. No, I said I a train. Oh, this is I the same thing. Planes, trains, trains. I, and I've automobiles are places you can play video games. I have played them. Fun story. I've played a Vita on both a train and a plane. Yeah. I played oh. a DS wow. on a train once. I don't think I played a Vita on a eh, Did I play it? When I went to Canada, that's when I was um, deep into Persona 3. So I, I was like. I played um, Professor Layton on a train. Ooh. That seemed mm. appropriate. That does seem sure. very appropriate. Like similar vibes. Sure. That's now these are all places you Layton can again. play video games. Times you can do it. And now is the time to talk about which... all the times and places you've played video games this week. All of them? That's all all of my apartment. Yeah, um, like an hour, three hours. Do you want a do you want an itemized list? Oh, I played yeah, it at my I, parents' house. I have to deduct all these from your from your taxes later. Uh, well, we got, we got one that a lot of us are playing. I think all of us are still playing uh, Pokemon Unite. We talked a bit about yeah. it last week, yep. but I it's did not expect how it, into it I would get. Oh, it last that week I last week mm-hmm. I'd only played like some of the tutorial stuff, and I was like, oh, this is this is good for a. A MOBA, I was like I, I'm understanding it. I don't know how much I'll actually put into it. And then now I'm like playing it every day, and I'm like, gotta get my dailies. And it's yeah, like you, I did not expect to be there. Didn't you get the battle pass? I sure did. I got it too. Listen, yeah. if you listen, you you can't tell me, hey, you can get the hip hop costume for Pikachu if you just give us a little money and not expect me to do it. 
it's like four dollars. That's why yeah. I bought the premium pass that came with levels because that was only like because yeah. if you buy the eight dollar level of coins, you get enough coins or crystals, whatever the fuck, to buy the premium pass. So or eight bucks. Fuck. I was like, whatever. Does um, does I buying the, the battle pass, pass make it level up any faster, or is no, it just it's this, just okay? You just get okay. a bundle of levels off the bat um, mm-hmm. for less than if you had bought them individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually do that with battle passes as long as it's not mm-hmm. like that expensive because. Mm-hmm. You know, the the last item in the battle pass is the uh, <laughs> is real good. Race. It's the, exactly. The race. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I want that too. Or, so. or, or as as someone tried to get them to think it was on a waypoint stream. There's a, a waypoint stream where Austin and uh, and Kato and Ben Pack actually played uh, some Pokemon Unite that was very good. I think the VOD's still available on their Twitch. Um, but uh, someone. In the comments, try to convince them that it was pronounced Cinderace. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is not Cinderace. No, it's Cinderace. 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 They Cinderace. say Cinderace out loud sometimes. <laughs> uh, but that Captain Cinderace skin is really good. It's real good, is the thing. Yeah, there there are some pretty good skins in there. Uh, there I'm, are. They're not um, as elaborate as a lot of like league and smite skins but no that's fine because they're very good like i will die for that that talon flame skin with the pilot glasses or oh my god i want that real bad they're better than they're better than apex legend skins at launch Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) oh yeah those were so yeah swaps (laughs) exactly yeah these are Lately like, you know, you got into... Pikachu in like a hip hop outfit or like mm-hmm. uh, you've got Snorlax good. in like a Hawaiian shirt, I think. I like love how many of them are just yeah. like Hawaiian shirts and vacation gear. Yes. Like there's something about that that is very charming to me that is just like, you know, Venus. kind of we're having fun. Yeah. Venusaur and scuba gear or not scuba gear, mm-hmm. snorkeling gear is like, yeah. I was like, yes, please. That's uh, yeah. good. And yeah, lately they've already into... like started adding new Pokemon too, which Did I they? was surprised I by. That. Yeah, they uh, they added ra- routes. Uh, oh, Gardevoir! It's... I'm really yes. into playing yes. Gardevoir. Like I like I got that right away, and then got the skin because it looks like it's wearing like a little like kind of bonnet, like it was like a like a Victorian era type thing, and mm. I was like, oh, that's cute. But Pride that's and a fun character. Gardevoir. Yeah, exactly. But it, it's a very fun character to play. So I'm well, I'm it, kind of, is it I'm, a uh, support class or it's attack class? Okay. It's cool. ranged attack, so it's using mm-hmm. psychic abilities. But um, one of the early specials is is teleport, so you can, mm-hmm. uh, which which I think is really fun for early game where you can kind of yeah, get places movement. faster. They've done yeah. such a good job. Like League of Legends is a game where a lot of people that I know play like four characters. And mm-hmm. yes, they've spent money on skins, but they just, and it's fine because League has like whatever, 70 million players, but um, they, they just, they don't really buy characters very frequently because it, you can spend so long learning single characters. But since, but Pokemon has this nice mix of like, it's satisfying to learn to play additional characters and it's mm-hmm. relatively quick. And because there are so many Pokemon that they can add, what they've done is not, they don't charge that much for each one. It's pretty easy to grind out the coins. No, I think I had the, I think I I didn't buy the like super pass that you did. So I think I had just enough extra. So I was like, well, I can buy Bardic Gardevoir. And why not? They do the thing that is, 
terrible that I like it because it's absolutely like predatory in some ways. But um, they do the, the Genshin Impact did this too, where you get double your paid currency the first time you buy mm-hmm. a tier of paid currency. So yeah, um, and 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 it makes it like very easy to convince yourself to purchase a little bit of extra paid currency, like. Like I would never buy the like two dollar amount, but if when it's like, oh, actually it's four dollars, which is enough to buy a Pokemon, then I'm more likely to do that. So I have a feeling that I'm gonna end up with most of them at some point. I'm just kind of waiting until I get through all of the event stuff so I unlock all the free ones first. Um and then Yeah, because I just I just finished unlocking the like the like the there's the like first seven and then you got what's his name the dude with the rock on his back yeah i haven't quite finished that yet i i just uh, finished that one i had spa last weekend and then a race yesterday so i didn't i didn't end up having time to play the last a couple of the days out of the the week but um every the problem with that game is um originally i was into it because i was like oh this is great because i can sit down and play it for 10 minutes here and there and instead of something like dota where i need to dedicate like an hour to it not that most Dota games don't take that long, but between like, yeah, but you never up, know. Logging it, in at any moment, you could be time. in an hour yeah, long Dota need game. Need to have that time just in case. Even though that's kind of a deeper experience, I was like, okay, but I can pop in for ten minutes with Pokemon. Um, the problem is that I don't do that because I play ten games in a row. <laughs> when I, play, I, the app. Well, and I don't so know. I sit for like almost two hours. Instead. It's kind of weird because in some ways, I think I prefer the phone version purely because mm. of that like if i'm getting my switch out it's because i'm gonna sit down for a longer session not like sure. i'm gonna do 10 minutes and put it back away like if i'm getting the switch out i'm already in the mentality that like okay i'm probably gonna Definitely. be doing a full session whereas when it's with and, your oh, phone see, you can be I, like mine's, just, i have it with me 10 minutes okay great and then just put it away yeah. and then you know come mine's back mine's kind of different because i played the, i think maybe it's because i play the switch more of anybody here but for me i just have it with me all the time so i'm just kind of like i'm so used to being able to like pull it out for like a few minutes and then put it back i'm excited for the phone version especially because i've had pretty good luck playing wild rift on 5g and i'm assuming unite will have controller support because it works on switch so i would be surprised if it didn't have controller support it's not currently tying it's like this is tied to your Switch account right now, though, isn't it? It's not tied to a Pokemon Unite account. So, like any purchases, like battle passes, mm. etc., you'd have to do again on phone. I don't think so. I think you'll probably tie to your Nintendo account um, from maybe the yeah. phone from the app. Yeah, version. that wasn't that wasn't there uh, when I tried it, but that was also like in March before we'll this see. this was there. Yeah, yeah. before it's, the actual release. It's totally yeah. possible that there won't be that kind of cross account stuff. In which case, I just won't play it on phone. But I would think that they would do that because. Nintendo is a little less bad about that stuff than Sony. So in, yeah, in, that's true. in the few cases where there have been phone games to, to like console crossovers, they've been. Yeah. But it's also been instances more where they, well, no, because there's Pokemon Go crossover stuff that works pretty well. Um, with, is uh, there Pokemon Go on with, Switch? Uh, no, but no. like you can pull Pokemon yeah. Go Pokemon. Yeah, you can pull them into. Oh, yeah. I I did that for a couple. I think for stuff for Let's Go and Sword and Shield, it. so that I could oh, you know right. for Let's Pokemon go. stuff. Yeah. Well, but right. now I think too, you can you can get your Pokemon Go Pokemon through a roundabout process into even like Sword and Shield. Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah. it's possible. So I would think that they are smart enough to go. Okay, we should let you take your account both places. Um, but you know we'll see. It's possible that they 
screw that up because it's not like mm. the, the reason I think it's probably more likely that it'll work out well is because Tencent is the one developing this <laughs> and not Nintendo. So I yeah. feel like they're well, listen. I had the same want, thought, like, and I'm like the Nintendo fan here, and I was like, oh well, Nintendo's not really developing it, so they yeah. won't have their chance to screw well, it up. I mean, but I'm mean, Game Freak's <laughs> not developing it, and like I, I'm skeptical of Game Freak a lot, and. Yeah. It seems like the more Pokemon gets out into like the hands of other developers, the more like interesting, fun stuff is happening with it. Like, it's, obviously, the Pokemon company needs to like do that, but you know, like, was it Bandai Namco did uh, Pokemon Snap, right, or something? Something like that. And it's like you know, and then this like so if they're getting Pokemon out and like doing more yeah. interesting stuff instead of just like this is all from the one studio, it seems like. There's a lot more creativity and like different experience getting their hands on the franchise now. It's interesting because I had a feeling when they announced this, and I don't mean everyone here, but I knew a lot of people who were like, Pokemon MOBA, that's so stupid. They're like years late on this. What the hell? In the back of my mind, I was like, this game is going to fucking rule. <laughs> I <laughs> had no idea. Well, it's like, I kind and of I'm just. Sad that it did. In the back of my mind, I didn't really have any preconceptions just because I had no MOBA sure. yeah. thing at all. So I was just kind of like, okay, I mean, I guess that's a game that will exist that I won't play. That did not work out that way, but, you know. The, the problem with the MOBA boom was that so many developers that made those games just did League and Dota again, like mm-hmm. with very little other than maybe art style changes. Um, they didn't work to yeah. really rework mechanics. They all said that they did, but like that Dawngate game, for example, was very pretty, and it was like just it was just League. Like there was nothing, there was nothing particularly new about it. So if you look, the games that survived out of that, you have the the two stalwarts, League and Dota, which are still very good. You have Smite, which was a totally different spin. My partner and I played a bunch of that this week too. They have a cool Stranger Things battle pass right now. Um, Battleborn. Uh, well, <laughs> I wouldn't have. Did not I stick around. Battleborn never really counted, in my opinion. It was. It was uh, hobby grade. Yeah, it was a different thing. I liked Battleborn, actually, but it was a very different thing. Um, in terms of traditional, kind of more traditional MOBA, um, like Smite survived because it was very different. And so something like Pokemon Unite, it's, it's a very different experience to play it than other MOBAs because of the way the controls work and because of the sort of design of the game. It's actually, it looks kind of similar if you see, put it right next to League of Legends. You go, oh yeah, this looks the same but with Pokemon skins. But when you play it, yeah. mechanically, it's so different. So there, I can think of one licensed MOBA that is actually pretty good and you might not expect it, but it is the Adventure Lord Time the one. No, that one's oh, terrible. Yeah. Oh. The, the Adventure Time one is actually pretty good. Um, Lord of the Rings one was yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I have anything new to talk about with Pokemon Unite because uh, my feedback for it is basically the same as it was like three or four months ago. No, five, almost five months ago um, where it's fun. It's good. The 10 minute time limit does his, it does well by it it's, or it's better for it. And they, the way they simplify the MOBA genre is smart. Um, I will say they just turn it into basketball. It's like combat basketball. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. they also basically removed the need for um, 
like laning stages and items and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Like, God, I this thing. You know what this game needs? They need to patch out the children who are playing it and ruining my games. Oh, <laughs> I had I had a ruined game yesterday where someone was just AFK in our base the entire game. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I had that too. There's I've not like a ton to, that can be done about that. Like no, yeah, which well, uh, sucks, there, but. They could do stricter connect because if someone disconnects, oh, an AI will. I'm, yeah, I mean, I just mean like in its current state, there's not a lot that can be done about it. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, there's not really like any action you can take. Like there, I guess there's kind of a report thing, but I think you need multiple people to agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. I saw people complaining about it on Twitter, but it it, it is just like why are there four of you bought while three of them come and like try to dunk on me top like what, what are you doing you please come MMR. help me you gotta get and, better yeah i'm playing ranked and i'm just like what are you people doing uh i i'm snorlax i all i can do is defend and like drop my butt on people i disagree <laughs> I, would, I mean i like snorlax <laughs> snorlax is good with snorlax snorlax is good defend. but like there's you know like i like I can carry a Snorlax, but not if I'm like left alone one v three. It's a uh, very, very distressing. Be like, you know, they've got like a limited like ping system. Like I need help, or I'm going here, I'm going there. But just, uh, yeah, get put the children. Make this game rated M, so that way there are no children <laughs> playing it, and then it'll be good. You got to make it. It's got to be the. A, adults only that way they can't sell AO, AO 17 yeah whatever it is yeah 18 plus then it would be a good game yeah uh, exactly what they need uh, let's see Alex uh, what else you hey. been playing Um, I have kind of been playing Ace Attorney I mean I've been playing that for like a couple months now. I just hadn't really been talking about it on the podcast. And I actually fully forgot that the new Ace Attorney was coming out. Like, um, I just somehow that completely slipped my mind. So when I saw it come out this week, I was like, oh, right. The great Ace is like, oh, all right. I forgot that that was, that was a thing. So it was kind of like a, just a funny coincidence at some point. Um hmm. So I don't know if I have that much to say about Ace Attorney other that, than it good. Go for it. it explains why you were so ready with the like, yeah, the first couple chapters are are maybe the worst, but then it gets a lot better. Yeah. When I mentioned that I had also played a little bit of Ace Attorney. Yeah. It's and I would I would maintain that. Like the first case or two in the first game aren't aren't they're not great. Um yeah, they're fine. But but after that they get they get quite good. Um yeah, I don't know if I have that much to add about Ace Attorney. I haven't played the Great Ace Attorney yet. Have you tried it, Allison? Uh, no, not yet. I bought it, but I haven't had a chance to pick it up or play it yet. On Switch? Yep. Is it out on is, PC as is well? Is it available elsewhere? I think it's on PC. It's on, on PC. Uh, oh. Yeah. Which yeah, because... Play, play, place to play that. Yeah. Oh, it is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Um, yeah, Ace Attorney's good, except for the first two cases. Um, but <laughs> like, once you start getting past where it's super Deus Ex E, and it's like, oh, we're gonna 
solve this case with ghosts and it's like oh okay <laughs> um <laughs> once you get past that it gets much better um oh i thought you meant so deus ex okay not not, not like, deus ex human revolution no oh, adam deus jensen pocket. doesn't pop out um though you do get what's his name Good, you get godot who could could potentially be in deus ex just the way he's dressed <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I don't have I don't have that much to say about it. Also, I finished Link Click because that finished. La- mm-hmm. This is the well, that finished. picture Dong Donghua. Yeah, Donghua. But um, it's really fucking good. Everybody should watch that show. It's extremely good. Um, I've actually been seeing more people talking about it le- recently. Like uh, you got people at Gigluck and stuff talking about it. Um, being like, hey, what the fuck? This thing went like criminally unwatched. And I'm like, yes, yes, it did. Um, it's just so fascinating. I didn't really talk about the premise last time we talked about it. It was just more of a general impression like this could be really good. But I'll let you guys know next week. So the general premise of it is, um, so there's a photography studio where people bring in their, 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 develop, or their films to be, de- to be developed and stuff like that, which pretty normal. Um, 24-hour photo, just like that Robin Williams movie. Yeah, Exactly. That one's not creepy at all. Um, but in this one, the premise is that one of the main characters can look at the photo and see everything that happened 12 hours after it from the perspective of the person who took the picture. So basically, mm. he can look back at what happened. And his partner can go into the photo and take over the... like the existence, the body and everything of the person who took the photo for those 12 hours. And it is actual time travel. So they can go in and they can make changes or like, uh, they get kind of hired to do, uh, like look up, uh, bad financial information from like a potentially, uh, shitty, uh, game company that's like exploiting users and being like, Oh, maybe these people are like doing money laundering. Can you, uh, take over the body of their secretary and like act like the secretary until you can get an opportunity to look at this info and then you know um things like that and it it also gets into some kind of murder mystery stuff and some greater overarching mysteries and things of that nature that are just really 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 well done um and there's one in particular and i would say go in unspoiled because it is worth the mystery but there's an arc that happens, which if you understand a little bit about modern Chinese history will be extremely impactful, like extremely like they basically it's like a three episode arc where in the first two episodes, it's just like a normal arc. And then like just there's a part where they're like playing basketball and it's fun. And then there's a part where it's like a semi romance thing. And, uh, then you realize when and where it's happening, which was a huge natural disaster. And basically this guy was the only survivor. So it was him asking them him like to make amends to all these people that he couldn't say, you know, all these things to before he died or before they all died and he survived. And it was, yeah, super good. Really smart show. Totally recommended. All right, and that he said it was on Funimation. Or it is, and yep, it is on Funimation. Healing. Yep, and the subs are fucking terrible. 
<laughs> like they're they're bad, but uh, hey, you get enough. That's what it's like watching foreign anime or foreign animation. Uh, you yep. just we're, we've been spoiled with things like Crunchyroll and simulcast and all that. Oh, but. Funimation's translations are always bad, though, even for their Japanese stuff. Like the Higurashi translations mm. are bad. Weird, but yeah. they're they're keeping the tradition of the '90s alive, baby. What bad bad translations? Bad translations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nothing will be quite well. like the bad fan subs, though of. Of the like two thousands, just yeah. of you I know, Kaku means plan. And it everything. does mean plan. Yeah, the new version of Evangelion has a has a bad trend. Like the translation's bad in that, and it wasn't in the original. The Netflix one. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, they like made. Yeah, they did their own dub and stuff like that. And there's well, weird, and even in there's the sub weird version, stuff. Yeah, they changed stuff. the sub, and There's they very yeah. political stuff injected into the new translation because the person who translated it has certain points that uh, hmm. I personally don't align with. Uh, <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Like, there's a moment where in the original translation, it was something like um, there was like, uh, oh, it was a terrorist protest or something like that, and in the mm-hmm. new version, it's a leftist protest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and, huh. and I think that was a, it. Was like, wasn't it the, about the sarin gas attacks or something? Yes, they it's, they attribute like, basically yeah. they in a which roundabout is, way attribute the sarin gas attacks to leftists, which which is, is like, bananas. But like, <laughs> and then there's also hey. a, a moment where a character, um, one boy says to another boy, "I love you," and it's a little weird that they would say that at that moment. But hey, the show at that point has gone completely off the rails, so whatever. And in the version, it's like, "I like you" instead. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and and he like gave some bullshit reason about like why he changed it from I love you to I like you. That basically, if you read between the lines, is like, I think it's weird, so I didn't put it in. Uh <laughs> yeah. I yeah, like and like and like there's, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people, um, especially with regards to anime, be very very like, oh, I only want literal translations rather than localization, which is which is nonsense because like no, that's yeah. you do not want that. But like, there is there's like a difference between hey, we're going to make this a little bit more. You know, this is maybe not 100 percent literal, but it's you know kind of getting the same feeling across. Versus the we're going to attribute the sarin gas attacks to leftists. And, and I want to be clear, and, they don't like say that overtly in the show. You have to kind of dig a little bit to understand hmm. that that's right. That yeah. But the connection but, is there. But the connection yeah. is there. And it's like, I think you would have to, I don't know, like, there's a difference between, hey, we're going to localize it and, you know, maybe not, maybe translate a joke so that's not 100% literal, but, uh, you know, still be a, a passable joke too, versus yeah. do whatever the uh, Evangelion person did. Yeah. And with link click, I would say the translations that are bad are not so much that it's not like adding spin to anything. It's more just like, it seems like a lot of the translations were done quite literally. And a lot of the like metaphors yeah. don't really make sense. It's like, Oh, and then you were in the garden of flowers, but you didn't, you weren't the sun. And you're like, what the fuck does that mean? Um, like that yeah. kind of stuff. But like, the, yeah. The and overall, that's, I think that's, Yeah. Like the yeah, like all the intention comes through, the story comes through, and that's what matters. It's just you'll just have to occasionally deal with some some bad translations. But yeah, two more thoughts about it. One, uh, the fact that these people are turning into basically other people is an extremely interesting conceit, and they also do the hard kind of 
um, time travel where your main characters are going back and affecting the past and that potentially has current time timeline uh, consequences, which seems like not very many time travel stories do exactly that. Like it's either going to the future or someone else from the future is coming back to you kind of thing and it's taking place in present. So like the fact that they're the ones going back and then having to come back to deal with the consequences in the present is really interesting. And also so just because back to the future. Not exactly. Like the it, back to the future is different. I I would say closer well, Steinsgate is pretty much the same. Uh like it was one of the only ones I can think of that did it similarly. But um because they become other people and they don't just stay themselves, or he does, it's only the one person who travels. Um, it ends up being a lot about empathy because uh, he also kind of is able to understand their emotions and like occasionally have visions into their memories and things like that. So like when he becomes this, this office worker lady and he like, he looks at her life and is just like, man, this lady, when she gets home at three in the morning after working a long day, she lives in this disheveled apartment with like, kind of clothes all over the floor and all this stuff. And like, she's ignoring messages from her parents and he like falls asleep and has dreams about this girl's childhood. And it's just like, how did she get to this? And like, how did she turn into like, like how did her life turn into this kind of stuff? And like, he just like breaks down crying because <laughs> he understands everything she had to go through. Like, it's really strong. It's, it's a really, really great kind of way to, uh, have windows into people's lives and things like that in a really unique way that I think is worth experiencing. Um, and it's well-written. Uh, the last thing I'll say though is it ends with just an extreme cliffhanger. <laughs> mm. Like the last episode, the last moment is just kind of turn every like huge record scratch moment. Like this changes everything. <laughs> uh, it's I bet good. you're wondering how I got here. Exactly. But it is good. It's just, it's a big cliffhanger. <laughs> but they are confirmed to uh, have a second season coming in like a year and a half or something. Oh, that's good. Yeah. It's, it's good that been, it's at least confirmed rather than like, maybe it will come, maybe it won't. Yeah. Like, it's not like Land of the Lustrous in that way. Um, but it's, Apparently, it was extremely successful in China. Like, extremely, extremely successful. So, that's really good news. Because it's, it's fucking awesome. Cool. That's Link Click. Mm -hmm. Available wherever anime is streamed. You can figure it out. If you know, then you know. <laughs> Yahoo yep. Anime Rules applies. Yahoo. Uh, Allison. Yeah. You're back on your bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Yes. Uh, so uh, I felt um, like if if uh, there was any game that I had to play for this podcast, I had to because it's called Idol Manager. Uh, oh, and yeah. it's basically you manage an idol group, a Japanese idol group. Um, so it's... It is basically a, a management sim where you have to manage like the money and you have to try and build up this group's fan base while uh, managing the the 
people in your group and and saying, hey, you know, get, trying to train them up and, you know, keep them happy in the group while also building up fans and building up stuff. It's hard. It is <laughs> not easy because I have like zero dollars and I like immediately am like running my group into the ground for, with my first playthrough. Like I'm interested to play another playthrough because like it, it's very, it's, not easy so far, but and and I just played it on the like most normal difficulty too, where I was just like, oh, I'll just play it on the recommended difficulty. This shouldn't be, this should be fine. And mm-hmm. I'm suddenly like now I'm like significantly in debt, trying to like be like this next single is gonna pull it all around. Come on, guys. <laughs> so like, are you? Is it you're managing one idol group or are you like an agency that's managing multiple idol groups? So basically the through the story, let's start I think you can get multiple groups eventually. Um, but you're basically like the the idea is that you are like brand new to the industry. Uh there's this uh business owner who's like, Hey, I'm gonna front you this money. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Uh start a group. And we'll see what's what. what. And it's like, oh, I think once you get if you're if you're good, you could have multiple groups. But that's the thing (laughs) is that I am not very good. But it is uh, it. There's just so many different variables. And as somebody that follows idol music pretty extensively, it makes all of them make sense. Um pretty significantly because it's like hmm. you have to balance their like with w- with some of their wants versus hey their eth- athleticism and like training them up as a dancer uh this person started out a little bit later so her flexibility might not be quite there as as somebody who's younger in there um you're like there's just there's a lot of like individual variables to it that um make it pretty interesting to play. I d- it's one of those games where I don't know how appealing it would necessarily be if you're not into this already, but as somebody that's into it um and following like a lot of other people on Twitter who are talking about it, like it 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 does work if you're if you're interested in that kind of music or culture. So how does nice. the sim manifest like are you making a lot of decisions in like a tree or is it like bringing up dialogue boxes and you're like yes we will do this or no is it or like you're building a house or what it's kind of like um it's it's partially time management so it's kind of has you know that kind of simsy thing sim thing where you can either fast forward you can play it normally or you can pause and it's just like you go through each day and you're making decisions for what are they going to do? Are they going to go promote the group? Are they going to go perform? Are they going to take a day off and relax? Um, as well as what the uh, other employees at your agency are doing. Like you have an off, like somebody who's researching um, promotions for everybody. And you have somebody who's who does vocals and somebody who does the dance so it's like you're you're managing that and you're trying to basically build up as much money as you can so that you can like keep building money. So you're trying basically trying to build like an idle business. So it's uh 
the the main screen is kind of like your like it shows a like shows your building that you're slowly you know building more rooms into and you you go through several menus to try and you know get people to do different things during different times in the day but yeah and there's just there's just like a lot of different options like like you can have a group that you can like have a radio show for example or like like an internet like streaming show that takes a lot some energy out of people but it gives you more money and it may give you more exposure and like the thing that i'm running out of is money because it's 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 expensive so i'm like please get me this can't money be an idol for exposure you gotta do be no. an idol for money no i'll the idols themselves do they make the money no but it's like yeah, well, it's it's basically kind of organizing a lot of that like there are in the story mode some specific scenes where it's like you you make a yes or no decision like for some mm-hmm. like for example i had um like so there are those individual cutscenes. like there's somebody who like at one point the dance instructor came up to me and was like hey uh, it would be really helpful if we could get this equipment. It would really help this one person in particular, but you know everybody else could use it. Uh, it would cost, uh, I think it was only like ten thousand yen, but like again, I was that deep in. No, it was like hundred thousand yen, so like a thousand dollars. But I was like, like that's a lot of money for me right now. My last single sold like 20 copies. This is not enough money. <laughs> uh, but then I was didn't like, even cover the CD fine. it was printed on. Oh my God. No, it did not. Because you very specifically <laughs> have like, hey, you can, you can, you choose the print number of CDs and it costs a certain amount to print them. So it's like, it, it, it feels like it, 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 sometimes it feels a little bit like too many moving parts but at the same time i feel like once i put a little bit more time into it that would make it really satisfying like once i was like early on it's just a little bit overwhelming because you're just like i have to manage all of this and all of that and i have zero dollars and it costs money to print cds but i can't get money without that i could push them to do more performances but all of them are extremely exhausted Oh no, one of the members got injured and hates me now uh oh because gosh. she got injured. This the it kind of sounds this is this will be a weird comparison to make, but it kind of reminds me of Civ where kind, like, you know it like, kind of does. Yeah, like you you'll you'll do your first playthrough to kind of learn the mechanics and make a bunch of mistakes so you you can do a second playthrough and know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what I that's what exactly what I'm doing. Like my group right now, it's good it's being run into the ground. I'm not sure how much longer I can make it work because it is, uh, very much going to die, uh, mm-hmm. because I am in significant debt and yeah. But I, I think that I, once I get the ropes a little bit more, I, I can know, okay, I'm not going to mess around with some of this stuff. I'm going to work on, like, I know the things that I'm going to prioritize early on in the, in the game. Um, and I think that it goes a lot. Like you can go pretty far if you, especially if you build up your group past the super indie stage where I'm at, where I'm like, Oh, I sold a hundred copies of my single. Good job. Me. Um, I was like jazzed about that, but, uh, but you can do it to the, you can like build it up to the point where you're like doing a world tour and stuff. So, 
Hmm. It's, uh, I think there's like, it's, I don't know if it's necessarily like necessary playing for anybody that isn't into that, but as somebody that's into it, I'm like, Oh, I'm so glad this kind of, this game exists really. Yeah. It sounds cool. It, it is, it, is, is it good? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think <laughs> okay. it's good. I mean, it's hard. Like I, I need to put a little bit more time into it, but it's, it's, but it's been difficult and I think it's really, mm-hmm. really fun. Um, well, yeah, no, I you, think. Where are you playing it? Uh, it's on Steam, so I'm playing it on PC. Okay. I think they're looking to maybe do other ports, but I, I've been. They just have to sell Steam. more than ten copies. Yeah, they have to get it printed. Which to the CDs. hey, which is better than I can do. But I, I, it's kind of it's kind of fun because um, as somebody that's in the idol community on Twitter. Like I feel like all, all of us are kind of playing it right now <laughs> because we all we're all just kind of like starved for content. So we're just like, this looks fun. Let's all play. And all of us are kind of having the same experience of like, well, I'm going bankrupt, guys. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can always start over and yeah, leave those exactly. Broken dreams behind. Oh, and yeah, my toss my those idols in the gutter. Yeah, my current group. Sorry. What's you, the name you, of your tried, group? Uh, Moshimos, but with like an apostrophe. <laughs> nice. Which is an extremely like like I, there are a lot of different idol groups and they all a lot of them have extremely dumb names. So mm-hmm. you know, I, th- that's the thing that's, is that you can come up with the dumbest names and be like, "That's, that's this, I, this is totally reasonable as an idol group name." To me, uh, yeah. like I'm a fan of uh, like. My current new idol that I've been following is a new member of the group, uh, pronounced Juice Juice, but their uh, their spelling is Juice equals Juice. Hell yeah! Yes, mm-hmm. and they are a pretty popular group too. So do you, do you know do you know if people have started modding this game to put in like real groups, like put in real images of real idols and stuff? Oh, no, I. I mean, it just came out like a few days ago, so I don't know if it's there yet, but it, I mean, it's on Steam, so they could. So people could. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, So it's marked as adult only and says it has (laughs) sexual content. You know, I think that, I think that you can like kind of choose to be like, since you're like running this alt underground group, you can choose to be like pretty exploitative if you want to. I'm like, no, thank you. Idols. No, thank you. <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily. I don't know how saucy it gets, but like, I, yeah, I don't. I am avoiding just, that significantly because I'm like, says, no, thank you, please. This may include general mature content. What's the name of the game again? Idol <laughs> manager. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. But, uh, I'm guessing that there probably is like an adult patch where you can make it. Like, maybe, maybe, and it's also like you, Sorry. like you can, like pretty early on, they're like, "Do you want to be a scumbag?" In like, for example, like, "Hey, they're gonna be like when you, for their outfits. Do you want them to be able to have like the safety shorts under their skirts or no?" And it's like, I don't be a gross scumbag Uh, no thank you but like um, you can i think you can be from the steam discussion forums uh 
someone asking, is this game safe for work or not safe for work? And someone says, uh, it has mature content. There's no nudity, for example. Uh, They removed all the nudity from the last version of the beta to the official release. It broke a few events and took out a number of CGs. Oh, no. Yeah. But, Pat, when you asked for the name of it, it very much read as like the... Oh no, that's terrible. What's the I name know. so I can avoid it? No. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Oh no, I need to just blacklist that off of Steam and yeah, put that into my cart. I mean, what's the it's funny you it? say that because the re- I searched idle and it didn't come up and I was like, why didn't it? And then I had to search it directly because I have adult yeah. stuff excluded from preferences. Oh, uh, um, got it. Like from from like coming up in the Oh view. my um, god. Sorry. But uh Please. but this looks cool yeah. and there certainly are some adult games that are just straight up like porn games that I think are fine that, that like are doing it responsibly and it's some people's thing and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. So this isn't that though. I thought maybe this had like one of a patch like that, but clearly it was a, um, yeah, I think that it, it, yeah. And I think that it does a good job of, of showing, Hey, in a bad company it could be really exploitative like there have been scandals about certain companies in, yeah. in, J- in you know j-pop and k-pop being like scumbags whether yeah. we missed it the it. week where we were talking about the uh judgment stuff with the smap yeah. guy and uh how right. johnny's is like no oh, johnny's put is- it out you can't put it out judgment on pc because we don't want it out on PC because of our guy and yeah. Johnny's is fucking wild. Uh, did you? Uh, <laughs> did any of you see the stuff about Johnny himself and his funeral? And there's like pictures of all of them at the funeral, and they all look kind of like, hey, like oh, nobody's yeah. there. Like, I like did there's, see that. yeah, because everyone's just like, ah, who cares? He sucked. He was like, he was like. Pretty Damn. openly like abusive and shitty. So I've like, mm-hmm. but then also they gave some of his ashes to certain members. It was weird. weird. I, I, I don't. Cool. Johnny's is the, fucking wild. The art in this game says to me more. It's it's it looks really good and it looks more like it's just trying to be honest about the industry. Yeah, than and it I think is trying to be like the the game for people to. Yeah, and it's one of those things where I feel like it's it does a good job balancing like, hey, there are certain things in the industry, certain companies that are great. There are certain ones that are extremely not great. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it you know, and then also giving you the kind of like incentive of like, hey, you could run these members into the ground, and it might be a little bit easier for you to get money, but also like, yeah, you're you're dealing with you're real people. Yeah, I, yeah. Think, I think you can make a game like that the the dj gotcha and it can be fun and just kind of be a light-hearted thing and and like tokyo mirage stuff but if you're gonna make a game that's supposed to be like a business simulation about idols i think like you can't completely right. ignore the fact that like group members sex appeal is part of the equation for right. their popularity and success and it might suck um I'm not necessarily deploying an opinion on it either way, but obviously if you listen to the show, you probably know what my opinion on that would be. But but either way, if you're going to make a simulation game about it, you can't ignore those aspects, I don't think, and have any degree of authenticity. So it seems mm-hmm. like this game is at least trying to walk that line 
whether over the long haul it does it successfully or not. Who knows? But it looks really interesting. I might actually play this. Yeah, I might give it a shot. I'd be interested if any of you guys did play it. Um, it looks, as it somebody seems that pretty deep. Um, it it, pretty, it is. It is surprisingly deep. And yeah. like playing it for the the first playthrough, it was like definitely so deep that it was overwhelming. But in mm, a yeah. way that is not, you know. I'm, but I'm, but in a way where I'm like, okay, once I actually understand how to progress with this, it would be interesting to see where that is. And then there's also specific stuff where it's like, hey, you can try to learn more about each member. And I, th- I think most of them are, I don't know if th- to the, what extent they're generated, but they each have like specific like stuff that they'll tell you. And then it like it comes up later where you can be like, oh, yeah, this person's sister was in the Olympics and it's like, you're like, I, I I don't know. It just like, it gets, it goes a lot deeper than I think I thought it was. And I, I which is, which the is somebody that's interested in this is, it was fun. The trailer that they have at the end of the theme page is pretty, pretty heavy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, pretty like, mechanic, not like mechanics heavy. No, no. From like, a um, like what the game is about kind of, like it's it just it seems like they're aware of the fact that like doing the shitty thing is shitty. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, it's absolutely. From this trailer, the music is good too. Cool. Yeah, like they actually uh, they worked with um, I think some members from the J-pop group Common Joshi. Um, so like this is this is like developed from like a Western developer. I think the developer mm-hmm. might be from Russia. But um, it's like they, I, but it is like a Western developer. Yeah. Um, but they did get like Japanese voice acting and worked with, um, like the members from Common Joshi to uh, do like songs and voice acting and things. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's from a Western developer, but I'm also like pretty well, impressed not, about it. Like, it's clearly I, somebody who loves it. Yeah. Not that I'm a, um, a s- suggesting that like, appropriation of like i'm not saying i think that it's like a great thing that it's a western developer but at the same time it it might be useful to have some outside perspective yeah that world that is knowledgeable and working with people who are involved directly in it rather than um just because you know you look at i didn't finish tokyo mara session so you would maybe if you i don't remember if you finished it or not either but um like certainly that 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 dj gotcha game for example there is no criticality there. No. <laughs> um, well, no, with that yeah. one, it's and that's okay. It's um, tricky. I mean, there's in some of the, in one of the stories there for both um, that and Bang Dream, um, the two groups that are like closest aligned to their agencies are actually pretty critical of the agencies. Like in Bang Dream, the the group is like that that is like an agency group is basically like it succeeds in spite of its agency sure. not because of it because it's like ever like the agency is like pretty much sucks but it is like meant to be kind of more of a, like a lighthearted uh, which is okay there's nothing wrong thing. with that which is but I think which is definitely yeah there could yeah. be some value in a group of people who are really interested in the culture but not necessarily um part of it as directly taking a crack at at examining um, yeah. you know, as long as it's done in a way where they're working to, to, to portray serious cultural aspects like language and, and art and stuff uh, accurately. 
Yeah, and and I think that it. Yeah. Sorry, I was just I'll looking it up. It. I had to do a bit of digging, but the re, the uh, developers from Pittsburgh. No. Oh, oh, huh. I thought. I, I, I Pittsburgh, Russia. Hey. Why did I think it was Russia? I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, know. like uh, one of the main, the person who started the Kickstarter is from Pittsburgh and the other person who worked on it is ambiguous, but seems to also be in the States. Uh, uh, it's on itch.io as well, by the way. Cool. Cool. Uh, just want to say this is the second adults only game on the podcast. Uh, the first being Pokemon Unite, which should be adults only. Yep. And then Idol Manager. Uh, adults only you don't need to be like I, I, weird and gross to have an adults only rating you know we could just, I, we could just I, get I the want, kids out of pokemon unite <laughs> i i want to play this game just so i can make an idol group group called the uwu tang clan this just looks at one of looks like one of the more compelling management sims i've seen come out in a while so i probably will <laughs> give it a shot I'd be interested to hear you guys play it i i'm definitely going to put more time into it i've only put a couple hours into it and then i was like I need to go to sleep. And then I was like, I kept thinking, I was like, Ooh, my, my, uh, my big team, my group is going so bad, but then, you know, I need to actually give them a shot, but no, seems cool. Sure. Can't just cut them off too early. You gotta, gotta ride it out. See what happens. Maybe they'll get their big break. You should, and, you should continue uh, odd taxi. I, I oh my god if, I should I should a, the idol group ends up playing a very large part in it uh. all right <laughs> well uh this time Pat's turn to tell us about uh the game that has been setting video cards ablaze video cards on fire <laughs> uh uh <laughs> We talk, yeah. We've talked about this before, the 3090 situation with yeah, the yeah, world, but it seems like that's been ironed world, out. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> I, I was, I clowned on this game for years during its development. I'm obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, known Amazon Stan, me. That's a joke. Yeah. It's not real. You moved to um, Seattle just to be closer to Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Hang out with Jeff Bezos. Oh, uh, I would <laughs> love to hang out with Jeff Bezos. Jeff, call me. We'll have a great time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, the, I saw some previews, um, talking about how new world was actually good, like around Mm -hmm. the time that their closed beta access opened up last week. And, um, I was very curious because as people who listen to this podcast know, I'm a pretty big fan of like survival type games like Valheim and Ark and stuff like that. But there's a common problem with things. Like, I have this problem with Conan Exile. I really like them. I would like to play through the content. To play through the content, you generally need a group of people because those games are balanced and designed for groups of people. To really get the most out of it, what you need to do is play on a server with, you know, 150 people where you've got, like, three or four groups of people who have kind of built up their own communities and they're constantly vying for territory and, like, trying to fuck up each other's shit and stuff. That sounds fun. But if you try to join a public server like that, the people there are monsters and I don't want to interact with them. And I certainly don't want to like talk to people and build a house around them while they're like flying like Kekistani flags and shit like that, which is stuff that really happens Mm -hmm. in this game. Um, So I'm sure as fuck not doing that. And I don't, you can find communities that are better that run private servers, but I already have a lot of stuff 
that I do with groups of people, and I don't really want to like commit to joining another um, group where I'm playing a game that I have to like keep up with and stuff. So when I heard that New World is had a little bit of elements of that, but without necessarily the same degree, like a little more casual, that was kind of what interested me. So I decided to check it out. A um, couple of funny notes at the top. One, fuck Amazon, of course, but also <laughs> this game has like a very specific colonial aesthetic. Uh, and a while back, the game director was like asked about this by, I think it was like PC Gamer or somebody. I, I read the article uh, recently. Um, and he was like, this is not a game about colonization at all. And it's funny because it is not a game about colonization in the, like there are things this game could have done that would have made me go, nope, no thank you hasn't done those things um you're not like you're not like coming to a land that has indigenous peoples on it and taking it from them um the setup for the game is that you are basically sold like a map to a magic island and your character or a person is your character is just like a deckhand on their ship uh in the 18th century it's set in like the real world but then you go and there's like a huge storm around the island and a bunch of people die and, and the ship wrecks and stuff. And you get there and the island is basically like it's magic and you can't die once you make it through the storm and get on the island. Um, you also can't leave. You can't communicate with the outside world at all. So it's like, you know, hence new world. Definitely not a reference to anything else. Um, and at the very least, there are like ancient ruins there, but there's no people there when they got there. So yet they're definitely colonizing it because they're building cities and stuff there and farms and things. Mm -hmm. But I will say at the very least, it's not, I have a feeling that at some point in this game's development, and I don't know this for sure. So, you know, this gets anyone who worked on this game. Don't, this isn't a serious allegation, but I have a feeling at some point in this game's development, there were existing like, tribal societies on i'm pretty island. sure they were in like early trailers because yes, they I like think they had to go like oh mm, yeah we're gonna we're gonna i think they removed that retool stuff smartly because yeah. instead now at least it doesn't feel super gross because to me because it's like there aren't people there it's kind of silly but it's also not as as it didn't make me go like fuck this um <laughs> and um you know with the understanding that that kind of aesthetic carries um, a lot of connotations and needs to be handled with a lot of care. I do, you know, I like a tricorn hat. I like a, I like a, a, a plague doctor mask. Um, you know, like there's, there's aspects of this aesthetic that I think are, um, I mean, I'm a fan of a musket here and there, um, preferably not being used to like murder indigenous people and colonize their homelands uh but thankfully you're not doing that in this game so um i found it able i was able to kind of enjoy it uh in, in spite of some of those early concerns they also do a thing you know it's a amazon's a huge company i don't know the size of this team this team can't necessarily help that they're working on a game for amazon but they do do a thing that i haven't seen in a ton of AAA games outside of like a, there's certainly some that do it assassin's creed does it and stuff but they pop like a big window that you actually have to click through that's about like hey we work we're we're a um the team that made this is a diverse team of people from 
cultures all over the world. The Ubisoft we're, special. Yeah, we're committed to um, to, to portraying these these the, the cultures and such that are portrayed in this game are done so with utmost care. Da 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 da. So who knows how real that is? But like, that pop that up when you start Final Fantasy fourteen, and they certainly use a lot of different cultural aesthetics in that. They don't do it when you start WoW, and they use a lot of cultural aesthetics in that. So yeah. Um, I thought it was an interesting touch. They also pop up a big thing that's like, "Hey, if you're if you harass people, we will just straight up ban you." Um, mm. And I, that is something you don't see with these kind of games either. So I thought that stuff was more yeah. interesting than anything. I'm not saying that it means that the game is like they're going to necessarily follow through with any of that, but um, well, but it was interesting. To see. Is is playing it better than playing Crucible? Oh yeah, yeah. So that's okay. that's where I'm kind of going with this long preamble is that I think I like this game quite a bit. Um oh, it's cool. uh it's got huge like 2015-2016 triple MMO energy where it the combat there's a little bit of jank the combat they describe the combat as a dark souls inspired combat system which is hilarious because it just has a dodge and a block button. Like it doesn't you click your mouse and swing your sword, you can hold the mouse button down to do a heavy attack, and then it has a dodge key and a block button. It's like active, action-based, and enemies telegraph moves that you block, but I would hardly say it has any similarity to Dark Souls at all. Um, and uh, then um, you get a certain, you get the set of up to like three abilities you can do too. So like for Sword and Shield, I have a... Um, a shield charge thing where I kind of rush forward and bash them. I have a spin move where I hit everybody around me. Um, and then there's more mm-hmm. stuff I can get on the track. So that's kind of the character development is classless. Uh, you just pick weapons basically. And then there are skill trees for each of the weapons. Um, they're kind of neat. They seem like they're at least interesting uh, with the different options on them. They have passes and actives. And then you have stat points for your bait, your characters leveling up that, it's basically like there's a stat line for health. There's a stat line for like um, stamina, I want to say. And then the other stat lines are all just attributes of damage with different weapons. So fairly simple character development, but it's there. Um, you're at least making choices. Um, and then thing that I think it has standard ass MMO quests, at least for a while. I didn't play it super deep because the real game comes out in a month and I played enough to know I want to stick it out and try it out at launch. So I didn't play very deep um, into the, the quest lines, but it has basic ass MMO. Like you wake up on a beach and there's a guy there and he gives, he, he like looks like an idiot and has bad voice acting and tells you to go kill four sailors and stuff. Like it does that to a T um, classic MMO trope of running like shit in, where there's other people around but then running pretty okay out in the open world um nice unless uh, you've got a 3090 where it just burns <laughs> your computer down then it just dies immediately um yep. and uh, uh the ui is really nice weirdly the ui is one of the things that makes me want to play it because i really like the way it looks um but uh which is funny because the menus are the things that were frying the 3090 but uh specifically the, the main menu but yeah yeah um but um but but then the thing that this game does a little differently uh is the world map is 
much closer to what you would find in like a a survival game or even like a Far Cry or something like that or a or a Elder Scrolls game where it's not broken into discrete zones like you would find in most traditional MMOs. Um, instead, it's one big map that is like fully open. It's not as big as an MMO, the typical MMO map, but it's still. I've only been to like one region, and I've probably played like six or seven hours of the beta. Um, so you know, and there's probably like fifteen or so. There's there's plenty of room to get your elbows out. It's not small. Um, and each zone has a settlement in the center or not in the center, but somewhere in it. That's kind of like the main town. And, uh, in the town, there's all the stuff you need, like crafting stations, everything. Crafting is a big thing in this game. Um, it is not, if people are at one stage in its development, it was a build a base kind of game is not that now you are not putting up walls. You are not like placing down foundations and stuff in it you are you have a camp you can set up in the wild to like be a place where you can rest and restore your health points and stuff but um and works as a respawn point but it does not have building in the in the the survival game sense but the crafting stuff is pretty big i think pretty much all of the like high tier loot you're not necessarily grinding for it to drop like in a lot of mmos you're grinding to get the mats to craft it and then you can do all kinds of stuff to customize gear that you craft um but the thing that draws me to it that is interesting is that each region has like territory control from one of three different factions and one of the main things that you do that i assume will be one of the primary things you do later on in the end game is you can take PvP missions for your faction. And what that looks like is you turn on your PvP flagging, which doesn't matter in town, but once you get out of the town, you have 30 seconds, and then you can be attacked. Um, No load screens or anything. It's just like you walk through the gate, and you're out in the world. Um, And you'll have an objective to like go and mine 30 iron from one location. You go there, and somebody else from other factions will have objectives that are like, hey, stop someone from mining 30 iron from this location. So these objectives are designed to funnel players together to get them into PvP conflict. And then whoever is completing their objectives is filling up a control bar on the region. And when the control bar fills all the way, then it schedules for like the next night. It'll schedule, like in real lifetime, it'll schedule a war, which is like an instanced 50 versus 50 battle between the two factions. And I assume, because the servers can have thousands of people on them, so I assume it's like spawning multiple of these instances and then averaging the results of all of them. But then whoever ends up winning the siege battle, where there's like siege equipment and you're attacking the castle and stuff, um, they take control of the region. And they that faction then gets like to tax people that are using the region's uh, crafting stations and stuff like that. And you get like other certain like benefits from being the faction that's in control. And you know, the goal is to take over as much territory as you can. So So, Amazon is advocating for taxing the wealthy. (laughs) I see. Mm. (laughs) Um, So that kind of PVP interaction is kind of what I was hoping for from this game, because I want to do that in a game that's like got tiny bits of like open world sandboxy survivally stuff. 
Um, and you don't have to join a group of players to participate in it. You can just kind of pop in and turn your flag on and go do some objectives. And if you want to, you can hit a quick looking for group message in town and ask if people want to come out and help you and stuff. But you don't necessarily have to be like in a discord with a guild, like talking about your PvP time all the time. So it kind of works out for what I wanted. It does have dungeons and stuff and like landmarks to explore. It's got all that kind of traditional MMO stuff. So um, I don't think it's worth it for you if you're not interested in PvP, but it's not like that's the only thing there is to do either. Um, mm -hmm. And the combat is pretty okay. So I think it's it'll be interesting to see what they do with it uh, and, and kind of where it goes. Um, so, oh, oh, sorry. I was to say hopefully because it's, Amazon, another thing I'm interested in is seeing how much of a shit show launches because it's not like it's such a unique situation where Amazon literally owns and operates the servers that the game is running on. <laughs> so <laughs> in theory, they should be able to very be very agile with allocating servers to the game. <laughs> but mm. we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Like, and so th don't they, the, the rumors or, you know, the scuttlebutt is like, they're always like trying to be like, make stuff to show off Amazon web services and like Google's like doing the same stuff. So now it's like, now is the time to like, no, you yep. shouldn't have any server issues. Yep. Yeah. So apart from crafting, apart from PVP, what is the primary like carrot on the stick that is driving you forward? Like, is there a story in it that's interesting? Is there like major character progression that you're getting that is like super satisfying or like, is it purely the crafting and PVP? It's, you at know, some point? it's, it's, mostly the crafting and pvp um you're leveling up your rep in each region which is kind of cool and you're getting like discounts on stuff or faster xp gain or faster resource gathering for doing that and i think the leveling the thing that i i had never really i hadn't thought about before that my partner started playing um a little bit of final fantasy 14 this week um and um she was like so what do you do when you level up and I was like, what do you mean? She was like, do you, where do you pick your like talent trees and your skill stuff? And I was like, oh, it doesn't really have that. And I hadn't really thought of that before, that like, that's a mm -hmm. game that like doesn't have any kind of choice making it, as you There is, it. yeah. It's just, uh, here is your and, character. And then <laughs> I was thinking about like, like, wow, has talent trees and stuff, which is a little yeah. more in depth. And then like Diablo has some stuff, but I would say New World's character progression, while simple, is kind of almost more interesting than most of those games because you're at least like developing a build and the different weapons mm. you have, like the skill trees associated with them. So, to some extent, that's a carrot on the stick. I think for me, the main thing is seeing more of the world because I think the world is fairly interesting um, from a visual perspective and from a like environmental storytelling perspective. I don't know that. The story so far is you wake up on a beach, you defend yourself, you meet this like conquistador guy who fucks you the hell up, and then you wake up on a different beach, and then there's a guy that's like, well, we can't die anymore because the magic island makes it so we don't die. And it's the beach that makes you not old. die. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then you do some stuff for him, and he's like, well, they're gonna want to meet you in the settlement, so go to the settlement. Then you go to the settlement. And he's like, "Well, you gotta go do a bunch of this fetch questy shit to like learn more about what's going on here." There's like not really a story so much as is is it's a few NPCs with voice acting saying like, 
you need to learn the way the, the way of the island and telling you to go around and talk to people. Um, so I don't know that it'll have a story per se, but there's also things like there's huge obelisks all over the place. And when you go near them, they got a lot of skeletons there and you can go Ooh. inside the obelisks and it's, there's like weird art on the walls and stuff. So I think there's certainly lore there that they're, that, that will roll out. Um, but mostly it's being interested in participating in the kind of high end stuff. Your character level gates you from doing the different activities. So by leveling up and progressing, you're getting access to different um, activities. And there's things like there's what do they call them like outpost events or something, outpost sieges, where um, once you get to the like max-ish level, I think 60 is the max level, you can actually like queue into 20 versus 20 PvP games which will affect territory control, and that maybe seems like one of the more fun things to do when you're hitting close to the end. Um, and then otherwise, it's kind of EVE Online-like, where you know, developing, getting control of the, the map for your faction sort of thing. Um, and you, again, you can participate in that stuff without joining a guild. There are lots of guilds, and they do not fucking moderate the names of the guilds at all, which is buck wild right now um mm. i found guilds like the hot piss boys club which <laughs> is hell yeah hell yeah i want to be in i uh that one was good and i saw some other like like foot lovers was one that i saw um, sure. <laughs> there yeah. was like a lot of uh there was like a fuck boys one and like there's a lot of like wow we're just we're not even having to spell these things in words in like ways that are weird. There's just no moderation on any of this stuff. And I only is, saw is, one that was shitty. So is there any that are like including the words Amazon or Bezos or unionize? Like I haven't seen those, but I will say <laughs> yeah. that the, I was shocked to find that both the voice chat, which is on by default and oh. it took me a little while to realize that and figure out how to turn it off and the text chat. Pretty cool. Not like, haven't seen any Baron's chat type like gross stuff in there. Um, so that's good. Who knows? Maybe hopefully it, that maintains. one thing that's weird about this game that I think will be interesting because I know a few other people who are going to play it and we'll see how it goes is there are like a lot of servers because less because of any kind of capacity issue, but more with the design of the game. They're not doing Final Fantasy 14 sized or WoW sized servers with like. I don't know what the player count is on a mm. FF14 server. I assume it's tens of thousands of people for like the maximum that can have characters there. Um because like there's not that many servers on each data center. It's like 10 or yeah. something. Um this game I think has like each region has like a few dozen servers and I think it's more like 3 to 5k people per server uh if that. Mm. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how much of a pain it is to try to play with friends because I get the impression that they're trying to split the difference between a like MMO style server and a arc or Conan sort of server where you get to know people around and see the same people and, you know, see the same guilds and stuff. Um, so we'll see. It'll, it'll be interesting to see how that stuff shakes out because I can see it being a situation where it's like a year from now, I've played it, you know, 20 hours or something over the course here and there just to have a little bit of fun with stuff. And then someone goes, 
oh yeah, I play New World. I'm on this server, and the and the choice is like, oh, I could play this with this friend and make a new character and start over, or I could never play with them because they're on a different server. Um, yeah, interesting. It's always rough. I think there's some way to like take your character around to different servers if it's on the same region, but I wasn't totally clear on that. So, but it's interesting for sure. Very least, I I will definitely be reporting back when it comes out for real and get to see what it looks like um, for the longer term. All right, there's been your Amazon minute brought to you by Pat. I, I I'm very much not gonna I've. I was playing Ace Attorney also, and then I started playing something else and fell off of Ace Attorney, but I'll save that for probably next week. All right. Uh, in the meantime, before that, I played some games this week. Yeah. Uh, I actually forgot I played one of them, and then I was like, wait, we never talked about this. I didn't forget I played it. I just forgot that we never talked about it, really, because Pat played it too, but I don't know how much he played, and... Uh, Death's Door came out two two weeks ago or something. Week and a half, week ago. I don't even know. I I played like the first, like almost to the first like real dungeon boss. Mm-hmm. Like after you get the kind of like you got to go around to these dungeons mm-hmm. talk, and I kind of like I liked it a lot, but I haven't felt a ton of drive to go back to it. So I, sure. I will at some point. Uh, yeah, Death's Door is. Despite what many people would tell you, not a Souls-like. It's more like a hyper-light drifter. Uh, you know, 2D, go around, fight yeah. some bosses. Uh, it's, there's nothing Souls-like about it other than there's... We're, like, you we can s- die and then you respawn, but that's like everything. We seem like to have game. entered a zone where um, Dark Souls is like, the action RPG. So now, if a game is an action RPG, yeah. people call it a Souls like. Yeah, just action RPGs because it's the same thing with New World. Like mm-hmm. nothing Souls about it. It's just an action game where it's also an RPG. Yeah, it's it's very very strange to hear like people who should know better saying it. Like like yeah. hearing the waypoint people say like, oh, it's like you know Dark Souls or yeah, they uh, also said it's nothing like Dark Souls. Uh, maybe maybe um it, it might not be it, like Giant Bomb uh, kind of some people there. I think like Daniel Dwyer like compared they, they had it. A He's very, playing Demon Souls right now, but like if I had not. a if if I'm remembering correctly, they re- they had the same conversation that we're having right now about this okay yeah. on waypoint. Okay, yeah, because it, it's it's not it's not a souls like it's you know you get like point you get experience points for killing enemies, then you go to a place to level up. That's about the similarities. Like you know, there's some challenge to the bosses, but there's challenge to the bosses in every game. It is most like Hyperlight Drifter, but it's been a while since I played Hyperlight Drifter, so there's probably there might even be like a better example than that. But hey, Hyperlight Drifter is good. Go play it. Mm-hmm. Is is there kind of like a Hollow Knightness to it? N- no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> that was I mean, that's what. Yeah, yeah, I haven't really looked. It's like, Zelda yeah. more than anything. That's like yeah, the thing sure. That's yeah, mm-hmm. to, really. Yeah, it's 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 that it's it's like Hollow Knight is very much a Souls like, uh, and this is not that at all. <laughs> um. But it is it is a game about uh, you're a crow and the crows are kind of like the grim reapers of the world. 
and they go around they when it's time to die they go and they collect your soul and uh, you know do their crow business but something is like thrown the world out of whack and there's um you know not everyone is dying as much as they should be some people aren't dying at all and as you're out on a uh an assignment uh you're, as you're about to collect the soul you get kind of snuck up on and uh that soul is stolen from you and so kind of the first thing you got to do after that is go chase down the person who stole it because basically you're compromised until you can collect that soul and the you know your handler or whatever back at the the reaper hq or whatever they call it is like i don't want to deal with this paperwork you gotta you gotta go get the soul back and then as pat mentioned eventually you find out like okay i gotta go find these other you know go to these dungeons kill these uh kill these people who aren't dying and get their soul so i can open this door uh, to help this guy out because uh he had a you know uh he had a job go bad and his soul that he was supposed to collect is uh gone uh so like that stuff it's got like fairly interesting world building uh like it's always like hinting at new stuff but it's nothing like super um like meaningful it's not as like obtuse as like a dark souls game but it's not like super like here's exactly what's going on but it's it's entertaining enough i think the writing is pretty uh good and goofy when they do get to it like you meet a dude with a pot of soup for a head pothead yes his his name is pothead and they put it up in like big uh big font across the screen when you meet like a new character or like you know a funny thing happens they're like ah we're gonna title it uh which is it's overall pretty good humor the writing's Uh, good yeah yeah and like the even just like outside of the humor just i'd say pretty solid writing all across and there's like a dude who like kind of helps point you towards secrets but it's just like a squid like that has taken over a guy's like a dead guy's body and is like strapped to his back and he feeds you soup it's very strange a lot of soup in this game yeah it, if you were a soup what soup would you be a split pea. Split pea okay. is my favorite. Okay. Alex? Some kind of ramen. Sure. Mm. It's for counting ramen. I always, I, I, yeah. It is a soup. It is. I like ramen. Uh, Allison? I think I'm going to go for like a butternut squash soup. Hell yeah. Hey, wow. That's a good I one. I like a salmon chow. I like a salmon chowder. Uh, but that that's neither here there here nor there. Um, I wish I had <laughs> soup right now. I would destroy a bowl of soup. Okay, Did someone get this man some soup. There might be uh, pantry. I might eat some soup after this <laughs> But yeah, to Pat's point earlier, like saying it's a Zelda game, it is like got a lot in common with Zelda. So much so that like you're getting like uh items like a bow you start off with the bow but you get a bow bombs like a torch like a, a fireball and uh like a hook shot like that kind of stuff to help you get around the world and navigate find secrets and fight enemies 
uh, I didn't feel super compelled to like go back and like do all of the like, oh, I, now I got the hookshot so I can go to all these places now just because it became pretty clear that the stuff was kind of inconsequential. There is, I guess, like a po- post-game uh, stuff you can do, but it sounds like it's not super interesting. It There's like a true ending, but it doesn't sound like it's actually all that The game suffers from a thing that I have a really hard time placing. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. good overall, so I don't, I don't want to yeah. sound like super negative on it, but you, you know when you play like an early build of something Mm. and it sort of feels like it's um, like the walls are kind of made of paper and it's like Mm. if I poke it, if I were to poke at this too hard, the thing it's like kind of like missing something like, like it feels like it's not all the way there Mm -hmm. and it's, it's, it's gonna get there probably, but it's not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. Um, that's like the feeling I can't escape when I do play Death's Door. Hmm. And I don't know if it's because it's missing a map or if it's... It, like It would be nice to have a map. Uh, there are times where if I had just had a map, like, oh, right, I forgot there was a door over here in this part of this room just, or whatever. And I can't remember if this is actually the case with the game or not, but it feels like the sort of game, and I'm not... This isn't meant as like a restorative or like much of a value judgment. It feels like the sort of game that you would launch it and it would pop up with a UI, ask you, controller you want to use and <laughs> set your controller settings in a window before the game starts it it did, does not do that it, it, uh, it's just like it feels like that kind of like degree of like mm-hmm. um very um very like new team trying a lot of stuff for the first time mm-hmm. um and there's nothing i mean wrong this- with that because there is this team's first like attempt at yeah, making like this style of game, or, but yeah, yeah Titan um, Souls, Titan Souls, yeah, that's a, that's a game I played earlier this year, which also has the same thing <laughs> to a <laughs> higher degree. But yeah, there was something about while playing it where I was just like, it's very hard to articulate, but the, it's re- really like the inescapable feeling of like the walls around me are made of paper right now, which is a hmm. bad way to frame it because it's not like the game actually has paper walls in it that are that are breaking down but just felt like it was not all the way there for me it's it's Mm. like you can it's like you can see the compromises that got made somewhere along the way like someone being like i want to do this i want to do something really ambitious they're like we don't have time or like okay we'll we'll plant the seed of the idea there but we're not going to execute it all the way it's like just a little bit it's like it's just lacking a little bit of weight in everything but just mm-hmm. a little bit like just not not enough to make it an unsatisfying experience but it's like you hit the roll button and it's like okay or the dodge you know the dash mm-hmm. like okay that worked fine not didn't feel quite as good as i would like it to but it's okay it works um same thing with like the attacking like yeah i hit that thing and it died it could have been a little chunkier and weightier but it worked um i I think part of that at least comes down to like what weapons you have because there are different weapons you can use like fast weapons and like slower heavier weapons and stuff like that so you know it and you can upgrade your like speed and like the time between rolls and how fast you move through the world yeah yeah i didn't find that that doesn't feel like it matters to me Oh, well, you have uh, you haven't even gotten like super far, but I I'm, no. I was about to say, 
having beaten it and like up fully upgraded some of the stuff i fully upgraded the damage i didn't fully upgrade anything else but i you know i got it up there and it didn't feel like oh well now i've now that i've got this like my dexterity or whatever leveled up two three times now i'm like really moving through the world or anything uh, it didn't feel like that at all so yeah. that like the movement i think is definitely something that um is like the the part that's not quite there for me i think overall like the gameplay like the moment to moment like the combat and all that stuff that works for me it's good yeah but there like moving through the world there's something that isn't quite isn't quite there yeah uh but i'm it's hard to put into words i agree exactly yeah that's sort of what i'm saying too is it's just hard to argue but um and like i don't get that feeling when i play something like hollow knight i'm like mm-hmm. oh no, no no this is locked in this is yeah. this is extremely tight and it and it it feels like um feels kind of perfect uh they they need like a sprint or like a dash type thing like they've got the roll but like a dash that is like okay i can run quick at least for me that was like that would have been nice to just be able to get through the world a little bit quicker and i think part of it is like they could have added that but then that's another thing i think maybe there's too many systems in the game that that maybe don't necessarily add that much and then it's missing things like a dash and a map and stuff like that Mm -hmm. Um, maybe and 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 maybe like maybe it didn't have multiple weapons and maybe a map and a and a sprint would have made been more like made it feel a little bit better um, maybe like i picked up uh, this umbrella and it's not like the umbrella feels like it's a joke weapon like it doesn't seem like it yeah it, does it anything yeah no <laughs> uh the uh, the other weapons are definitely more useful uh once you get to those sure but I never even used the umbrella because I thought like, oh, maybe there will be like a reason to use it for like yeah. like a rainy area or something. But I never really encountered thing like, oh, I want to try the umbrella here or something. But yeah, yeah, anyway, it's fun. It's good and like, it's good. yeah, it's fun. I had I enjoyed my like seven and a half hours with it. So Which is part of why I will finish it at some point, too. It's not that, yeah, it's um, not super long. Part of why I'm being more if you want to do everything, but. Part of why I'm being critical of it is because I think, like, one, it's it's received some pretty extraordinary praise from some places, and I think um, it's I see why people like it that much, and I it's like almost there to me. If mm-hmm. it was like a little bit better, then I would like it a lot more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's it's inst- whereas instead it's kind of in that like it's good and I want to finish it, but I don't know if it's one of my favorites of the year kind of place. Um, sure. Uh, the other thing I played is Super Sammy Roll, mm. which is on Steam. It is a oh, yeah. 3D platformer, which borrows a lot from something like a Mario 3D World and like a Super Monkey Ball mm. and like mm. other, I don't know, 3D platformers. I, I don't know. Uh I am not good at 3D platformers, mind you, at all. I'm absolutely terrible at these kinds of games. Uh, and that has made my enjoyment of Super Sammy Roll uh, somewhat difficult. But it, it is a neat little thing. You're this little, like, lizard dino guy with a big tongue. And you're oh. going around these levels. I think you're chasing down... Oh, I think you're looking. F- 
uh, yeah, so your friend has been kidnapped uh, by some bad guy, and you got to go through these levels to find her. It's very similar in a lot of ways to, like, a Mario 3D World, like I said, um, just with, like, the level design and stuff like like that. Kind of sounds like Chameleon Twist in a way also. Not played Chameleon Twist, but very possible. Uh, As the name might imply, Sammy can roll into a ball, much like Sonic, and uh, speed through these levels. Uh, So... That's where a lot of the challenge comes in is navigating narrow pathways and like right turns as you're this ball and maintaining momentum. And then, you know, trying to keep up your speed as you go around these corners so you can make jumps and use your tongue as a grappling hook to jump through gaps and yep. uh, stuff very, like that. Very chameleon twist then. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is a game where, you know, like I said, I'm very bad at it, but I would love to see, like, speedrunners get their hands oh, on it. Oh, it seems like that would be a fun game to watch, like, speed. Yeah, play. like, seeing, like, GDQ runs, like, finish the whole thing in, like, five minutes or whatever would be uh, pretty entertaining. I bet got... you could really do some good stuff to, you know, optimize movement, like, just looking at yeah. the trailer on Steam. Yeah, and just, like, momentum going across. Like, they have some in the trailers where you're just like, okay, well, I'm going to jump over here and use the tongue and then bounce off that and whatever. Because you can kind of just, like, use your tongue infinitely uh, if you, like, to, like, climb up walls and stuff. Yeah, same. Um, (laughs) Spider tongue, spider tongue. Uh, (laughs) Some stuff seems kind of weird, like... They like I've only done one boss fight. I'm like halfway through the second world, but it's like a level that felt a lot like a, a Mario 3D world level where you're like climbing up this tower as the lava comes after you, and then I get to the top of the tower, and then this monkey in a car shows up, and I'm like, "Excuse me, why are yeah. why are we here? Why are, what are we doing?" Uh, so that was like a little weird. Um, but aside from that. It's if you're into 3D platformers, I think this is probably a pretty good one for it, people to check out. Is it only on Steam? Because I know I saw you playing it on Steam, but yeah, uh, as far as I know, currently uh, only on Steam. But it could come to Switch maybe someday. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know if they I, have any plans. Yeah, I only know that because I saw you on Steam when I was inviting you to Dota and you were playing. Super yeah, Sammy Roll. Yeah, I, I did stream a little bit of Super Sammy Roll. I'll probably stream a little bit more in the coming weeks or, you know, this week or something. I've got some other ideas for stuff I want to stream uh, while I've got the next month off. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's, does, uh, yeah. Does it got like Alex. challenge modes and stuff? Like, because like it looks like it has an overworld where you're kind of picking your stage much like so, the Mario World, but. Yeah, it does have an overworld, and it's got, like, three different art styles. It's got, like, a 2D animated art style that plays sometimes, and then it's got, like, a cartoon kind of thing, and then it's got its overworld, like, Mario, like, Mario, uh, what's the fourth one? Super Mario? World? Is it Mario World? Okay, yeah. So so Super Mario World, and then uh, also, like, the 3D platforming stuff, Uh, so... The art style is all over here, and it's like, well, okay, I have 
it's too much. But <laughs> I, I think they all work uh, individually for what they're doing. There is like a multiplayer mode you can unlock. Mm. And maybe there's some other challenge mode stuff that I haven't gotten to. But there's like uh, stuff you can collect in the levels and whatnot and, you know, try to beat your times. But I haven't seen like a dedicated mode that's like, oh, here's the hard version of the level or anything like that yet. Right. Are there bosses? Like boss battles? Yeah, so there's like, I've only seen one and it was that monkey in a car. Oh, um, right. Oh, that was a boss. And it's, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta move around and make the, make the bullet that the car shot like turn around and then hit the car and then I can bounce on the monkey's head. Uh, yeah. Is there a Bowser style antagonist who's constantly like? You that would know, be the monkey a- in the car, but he's not like oh, okay. super. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> he's not. He's omnipresent. like I don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, okay. He's not been like showing up all the time. It it's not super dense on story. It's just kind of like, oh, your friend was kidnapped, and now you got to go save her. Mm. But uh, well, yeah, seems like Super Sammy Roll is currently only on Windows on Steam. So yeah, cool. Uh, and with that, we'll move on to the news. The news? No, not the news. The news. I have the hottest breaking news that we have to cover before we get anywhere else. Break it to me, baby. As part of this weekend's charity event, Four Hours of Roval, iRacing committed to easing some new developments if they hit a certain uh, donation level, which they have hit. I am happy to say, sounds like rain is coming to iRacing by the end of the year. You may ask yourself, the most popular sim racing game on PC that exists that's been out since 2008 doesn't have rain, and I would tell you, well, yes, that's correct. It does not I mean, have rain. I mean, Mortal Kombat 3 had rain, so... Like, uh, lots of it... sims or sim-adjacent, sim Katie kind of games have really good rain. iRacing still does not have rain, but uh, screenshots I'm, I'm... they showed of the work-in-progress yeah. rain look real good. MK also has smoke, though, so... There is plenty of smoke in iRacing. <laughs> Especially if you drive the rookie splits. You can blow your engine up good, and there'll be smoke all over the place. Oh, is Blood Rain going to be in the game? No. Uh, there, no. There won't be any blood. Just, just normal ass rain. Rain of blood? No, just, just regular from the heavens. Layer... <laughs> You could probably okay, put a modern it, setup course up, over blood rain. All right. Well, uh, do we want to start with the bummer stuff this week, or you know, less bummer, <laughs> but still, or we started with the bummer stuff last week, so like, uh, there's not let's any. Just get like, it out of the way. Let's just get it yeah, down. Okay. Let's just knock it out. Uh, continuing from last week, the situation oh. at Activision Blizzard is ongoing gets worse it ain't over it 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 somehow does it like they they started off that uh lawsuit was really a doozy and they the stuff just keeps getting added Mm -hmm. oh my Um, god yeah so 
on Wednesday, there was a walkout uh, staged at Activision Blizzard where employees walked out and did not work. Seems like there was a lot of, like, their Activision Blizzard has hired a union-busting law firm to uh, come on board. and a lot As of, you like, do if you're a good company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, union-busting uh, law firm that Amazon has also used. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Just to reiterate the fuck Amazon part of the story. Mm. Mm-hmm. And lots of, like, shady stuff going on around there and them trying to, like, reduce down the the sessions with which they're talking to people and, you know, mm. divide and conquer probably is their, uh, their MO here. But staff have been working together. They, there was an open letter signed by over a thousand current and former employees uh, yeah. that to management going hey we don't have faith in you and we want to seat it at the table and we'll, well see how that goes and it's just like the fact that Kodak and I think it's Brack who's the head of yeah. Blizzard right now mm-hmm. haven't just resigned is like it shows no, that they do not, not give half a fuck about Kodak. it no. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the, we- like, the weird thing is like Kodak's statement was actually pretty good like yeah, if, sure. you, if you read it like but I one, I really doubt he wrote it. Uh, it was probably something oh, written no. by someone else, and he, uh, he he approved it, kind of thing. And yeah. also, like the fact that like his his was the most even keeled, even tempered. Like, hey, yeah, there's issues. Like, we should be addressing them. Uh, whereas the initial response was like, no, these people are lying. Fuck them. Like it just well, went they, straight they, to victim. They blaming. simultaneously did. There are no issues, and we're working to resolve them. And you're just like, what? Yeah, they, that's also, did, they also did situations like this. Is why businesses are leaving California. Oh yeah, yeah it was like, almost oh. almost government. immediately. Yeah. yeah. So like, like, like yeah. the codec the codec statement. While it it independently just like it as its own entity. If you read it, like I don't like Bobby Kodak either, but it was a decent statement. Um, it was too little, too late, and seemed kind of insincere. Well, Which, also that's totally deliberate to make him seem like the good guy. And also, yeah. that statement included the information about the law firm that they're working with. I believe true. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I um, think I think you're right. Um, and and you know, Brack's statement also like feigned sincerity, but it's like, okay, but you're not doing anything yourself. Mm-hmm. No, that one yeah. was, was was that the one from the World of Warcraft team, or was that separate? No, no. So the team, like the team, put out like their own statement that was kind of opposed to the um, the statements that like had initially come out from Activision Blizzard. That one was also kind of shitty in its own way, though, because it was like, oh, we know we have some references in World that we're now going to be removing. Which, hey, good. But it did nothing. That was the was that the Brack one? one? I think. Okay, no. So that was in the World of Warcraft statement. I thought it was in the World One. Yeah, but and it's like, yeah, we're going to remove these things. But sure, good. They didn't once address the actual issues. (laughs) Like they didn't once address like, yeah, we're going to make sure that it's a better, more equitable place for women to work, or we're going to be like auditing ourselves and the kind of stuff. It wasn't any of that. It was just like, yeah, we're going to remove some NPCs that are didn't age well. I'll tell you why all these statements include don't have anything about that they're they don't want to lose their shit in uh this lawsuit like lose their shirts in this lawsuit. so they're not yeah. going to say 
who are going to address the sexual harassment issues because they don't want to acknowledge it because they have lawyers saying if you acknowledge it too yeah. much and say anything more than mm-hmm. we're looking at these issues, then that's an admission of guilt that the state mm-hmm. will use to 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 push settlements and stuff. So yeah, that's fair. That's why I'm not saying it's a good thing or saying that it's okay. I'm just saying no, no, like, yeah, that, that's true. Well, that's totally fair. I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Yeah, um, and and to me, I mean, that's also part of why I think haven't seen resignations from people at the top of the company but i also think like it tells me that they're not the fact that they let all of this stuff happen brax specifically let this stuff happen according to reports that i of course believe uh, and i don't think there's any reason not to believe um and he is still sitting in his office on during the week is like dude you don't give a shit about these people you yeah. can tell yourself you do all you want, but you don't give a shit about these people up deep down um, mm-hmm. because you're not doing the, the thing that would actually show that you care. Um, yeah. Uh, which is, you know, leave and let somebody who's more responsible step in and maybe yeah. can improve people's lives there. Take your Jay Allen Prack is very wealthy. <laughs> it's not as if, like, there's, I think it's wrong to shame people for working at problematic places when they're not part of the problem because most people, like game, most people at Blizzard are not make not rolling in cash. Um, and right, and not, most not, people so can't afford to like, just quit their job yeah. and do yeah. like you know. Uh, and, and also, like, yeah. a lot of people who work on those teams care a lot about the games that they make, and they care a lot yeah. about the team that they're on, and they're not part of the problem. So, I think I don't think that it's fair to like shame people at the company but certainly it's fair to shame the management at the top of the company who's right doing wrong yeah. and has plenty of money and can quit their jobs and can acknowledge that they've been part of the problem and themselves from the environment yeah and i think with brack in particular it's weird because he kind of inherited the problem because he he's relatively new to being the the head there right like all, all things concerned but like yeah, i think but he's the, been in management there for a long time just not a yeah, top. and there's like video of him being like part of that sort of like culture yeah. and problem, like in public at like BlizzCon. So, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, like, but like, it's it's just weird. For I mean, I can imagine it being weird. You become the leader of this company, and then I think it was like within two months is when the California um, investigation started up. It's like, well, ouch. So that sucks. And but I, yeah, but, but, but um, also he was named as the person that was quote unquote counseling one of the worst offenders at Blizzard of sexual oof. harassment and doing it for years without actually taking action against him and instead just basically bringing him to his office and saying, hey, don't do that anymore. And then nothing yeah. changed. So, like, yeah, that's supremely shitty. Um, there, yeah, speaking lot, of corporate interests. More... Oh, yeah. I was just going to say, speaking of corporate interests ahead of actual humans, um, which is something we actually, we talked about last week, which was very much because at that point, um, only that initial statement had really come out at the time where we were basically able to say, yep, don't trust anything the HR is going to put out or PR is going to put out Mm -hmm. because they're purely going to be protecting the big heads up top, which very much ended up being true. And um, I think one of the more interesting things I saw going around personally was shitty extremely shitty as it is the thing that kind of tied the crew that were hanging out in the quote-unquote cosby suite and where they are now in their careers 
like mm-hmm. being like, oh, this is the head of Riot. This is like a VP yeah, over like, it, like this other big company. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, these people are still very much heads of industry. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, right. Like, I mean, you, you see it like, you know, we have it on the sheet here that Ubisoft employees also signed a letter um, yep. addressing the fact that all this stuff is still happening at Ubisoft. Square Enix put out yep. a statement that was like, we support our people and we want you to talk to this like arbitration firm, basically, which is also mm-hmm. a union busting firm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, like all of these companies suck. They don't give a shit about their people who work there. They don't give a shit about you as a person who likes their stuff. Like it's bad. It's bad from top to bottom across the industry. And it happens at indie developers as well. It's just yep. like Oh, absolutely. Look at such a mm-hmm. look at uh Fuck, what was their name? Skullgirls. Skull Girls. Yeah, the Skullgirls. Yeah. That's exactly well, what I was thinking. Lab Zero? And, you know, Lab Zero, it, it yeah. Had a, it had a very complicated and, and difficult and, and upsetting end. But, I mean, look at all the stuff that happened with Alex Falaka well, uh, yeah. last year. And, and, like, all the totally. stuff that came out over the, the course of their involvement in harming countless people over, over the course of, of, of yeah. moving through various indie spaces. Um, and, the, and all the developer, the cultist simulator developer, and all the bullshit, all the bullshit Zoe Quinn had to go through for years and years and years. Exactly. It's just it's it's a it's it is and and what I think we fail to realize is I was talking to this a lot with my friends. This is also happening in fast food restaurants and hmm. newsrooms and um, manufacturing companies and machine shops and mechanics. In warehouses, this is happening in every single industry mm-hmm. around the world, and we see it because games is a games are unique in that they're a um, an entertainment medium where there are lots of websites with high traffic that are devoted to reporting on them. So it means that when they do the reporting, it gets seen and it's more visible. But this is a huge, and and I don't say any of this is to like say. Don't worry about it so much because it's happening everywhere. What I'm saying is mm. it's horrible that it's happening everywhere. I'm glad that there is this spotlight on games because it illustrates a problem that is so widespread throughout industries everywhere. Um, yeah. And the, the, the thing that, the, I mean, I have my own views on ways to solve this problem that are more political, but certainly from a behavioral standpoint, if you're a dude... You have to call it out when people act shitty. And I don't just mean when they're harassing people. I mean when they say something, when one of your friends makes a shitty joke about someone or when they say something in a Discord call that's just kind of not cool, you can't shrug it off. You have to call it out when it happens. And it might make you feel like you're, like, I'll never forget the time when I was in a friend's basement and it was like 10 dudes sitting around drinking beers and it was people that I thought I didn't have to worry about this stuff about and then they started talking about one of the few of them worked together and they started talking about one of their one of the women that worked with them and it didn't go all the way to like disgusting territory but they said a few things about like oh she only has the job because she's married to so and so and stuff and I was like this fucking sucks this is a shitty conversation and immediately I basically was asked to leave and like was like if you're not going to have part of the have a real conversation like if you're going to spoil the fun then we don't want you around and I realized, like, oh, this is, like, not, this, that moment can be traced to why this stuff keeps happening and mm-hmm. keeps happening 
around the world because the toxicity that's present in so many communities that are patriarchal, which is like most of society, is um, just there from the top to bottom. And we have to work to call it out and to shut it down whenever you see it, not just when it gets all the way bad. Yeah, because I think yeah. there's no persecution. Yeah. It just it gets encouraged, or if not encouraged, it gets tolerated to the point where it just becomes normal for some people to have that mentality and not feel like they're ever gonna get reprimanded for doing so. So yeah, no, totally agreed. And it it I don't believe if you think it doesn't happen in your friend groups and your work groups, you're not looking hard enough and you're not actually mm. understanding how things you think are no big deal are actually problems. Because um, I have never encountered a group of men where it doesn't happen sometimes. Um, and in the best cases, it happens in a way where people go, oh, shit, that's right. That's, that's not cool. I shouldn't have said that. My bad. And I have seen that thankfully happen in some of my in, in the groups that I'm close with now. Um, I've I've seen that happen. Um, and it's thankfully not on a daily occurrence that someone even says something they have to apologize for. But it's not perfect all the time. Um, and you know, it's it's because it's misogyny is so internalized. I think um, that by by in so many communities that it's really have to pay attention to it, even from yourself. Um, and really think about it all the time. Uh, and that's the only way that, um, on a behavioral level, it can better, get better. There's other structural things that, <laughs> yeah, DM me if you want to talk about those uh, <laughs> that we don't have to get into right now. But Definitely. I don't know, though. Uh, do, you, do you all feel like this is going to bring some form of reckoning to the industry, or is this going to be a slap on the wrist that just <laughs> continues on unabated? Just... <sighs> It's hard to say. I feel like the thing that I mentioned last week and that I I still agree with is that I do think that, you know, the public opinion of it is changing. That being said, I don't know to what extent that's going to matter. And so it's it's hard to say. Yeah, like, uh, unless something like really you know, something really comes out that incriminates and puts like Kodak or Brack like at the center, like, you know, you you knew this happened because you were there or, you know, you you were guilty of doing this thing or whatever. You know, I don't expect anything to happen to those people unless somehow the Activision Blizzard people get unionized. I don't know that you know, they yeah. can't oust any, they can't necessarily oust Kodak or Brack, but that could actually be like positive change for the industry. And if it happened at Activision Blizzard, then it would be, you know, that would give like the chance or like motivation maybe for other studios to go, okay, if they can do it, we can do it. What I will say is, I don't know people close enough to talk too much about the conditions at like Riot, for example, but yeah. um, from what they indicated, they talked a little bit about it on Waypoint Radio and, and Patrick Klepek talked a little bit about like context he has at Riot. It, it sounds like conditions there have steadily been improving mm-hmm. over time. Um, so I think that there is certainly a slow burn to your point, Allison, as people realize that their behavior isn't 
socially acceptable on a wider level. I think that it it turns into pressure to be less bad, but I don't think that this stuff will be eradicated so long as companies continue to exist just to make money and for no other sure. purpose. Um, and that's just the way that, because power dynamics being what they are, whatever the group that holds the power is wants to do is what's going to fly through the company. Um, and it may sound wild that that's the case, but that is just how it works. Um, and there's no real way to solve the problem other than not only unionization, but also shifting the purpose of um, these groups away from purely existing to turn a profit, um, which is why I think it's perhaps more likely that you'll see it in it, the change happen in, in your face first, as long as these things continue to be considered less socially acceptable and bad actors continue to get outed. A lot of the, the worst perpetrators of this kind of abuse in the indie space from my understanding and following of it are people who have been there for a very long time. Um, mm. Whereas you don't necessarily hear about it as much from younger, newer developers. So I hope that that trend continues because I think indie developers are more better equipped to um, combat this stuff. I think at a place like Activision Blizzard, like you said, they can't get rid of Brack. <laughs> like yeah. as, as and, someone who's and been a enabler got... of this stuff. You've got HR against you there, like, yeah, you know, uh, all that stuff. But I, I don't know if there's like, oh, I, it's easy to say like, oh, uh, indie space, maybe like younger indie devs have more tools to deal with it. But I don't, I, you know, we saw like Lab Zero, and like they had been around for a while. But like, I, I don't think there's anything that says like, oh, a new studio or stuff can't, you know, these issues no, can't arise. Yeah. But, I think it's more that I, I my hope is that those um, those communities will be a little bit more agile in outing bad actors now that there's yeah. more precedent for doing so. Um, I think part of the reason why those people were able to operate for such a long time in those spaces is because there was a lot of concern that it would damage careers mm-hmm. if they were maybe, outed. Yeah. Um, and my hope is maybe because we've seen it happen there that like. People were afraid to say something because it would damage their careers, and um, it was less of a structural, like, uh, it was still structural, but it was less of, like, a, a company. You didn't have HR. You didn't have, like, all of these um, wheels mm-hmm. moving to specifically reduce your your power within yeah. a company. It was more of within a larger community, um, yeah. and that was a little more nebulous. So my hope is that maybe that community is... Um, feels more equipped to out bad actors now than they did four years ago. I don't know. I'm not in that group. So it's, I could be yeah. totally off base, but that's kind of my hope. That's, that's where I'm trying to have a little bit of hope for it. Yeah. I don't think you're going to see changes in AAA on a large scale anytime soon at all. We had that, the, the moment last year with many people coming forward, sharing their stories with the me too stuff. And, but you know, here we are again, but that's some of these things yeah. happening. You know, and obviously this investigation had been going on for, you know, two years now at this point. So like a year at that point or whatever. But Mm -hmm. like there's still work to be done. And now like 
I saw EA is reaching out to people who have like spoken out on Twitter and said like, oh, I had this experience at EA or maybe not even naming EA, but saying like, oh, I had this experience and then being able to like EA being able to trace it back or, you know, maybe another company being able to trace it back to like, oh, we're pretty sure she's talking about experience she had here. We need to get on this and like reach out and talk to them and you know, so other companies are now starting to cover their ass because they are not stoked about what they're seeing here. Yeah, um, I guess the reason I'm so skeptical of it is, like, this is arguably the worst. I mean, I don't want to rank these, these these traumas, but this is, like, one of the worst dumps of this kind of information we've seen. And this is, what, like, year mm-hmm. four in a row where we have an yeah. annual release of a bunch of really bad stuff and ubisoft yeah. certainly hasn't gotten any better and that was what two years ago that that first mm. really blew up was it um, two years ago i thought i it think was it last was year. and then last year as well um okay it kind of just continued from ubisoft for a long yeah. time like yeah it's it's i don't think again there's no incentive for these companies to actually change anything um yeah. all the only incentive is for them to get the spotlight off of them for a little bit and then maybe they'll be able to coast for another few years without a bunch of stuff coming out at once. And I think, you know, the one difference this time I will say is that the state of California is suing Mm. Activision Blizzard and hopefully they get taken to the cleaners for it. And then Mm. maybe their boards of directors will want Kodak gone as some kind of trope, like some kind of revenge for it or something. I don't know, but like they don't, they don't, I doubt that whatever suit Cal- the state of California is going to bring to them is going to be enough of an impact on their bottom line that they're really going to care that much. It's just going to mm-hmm. be, how do we get out of this as cheaply as possible? Move yeah. on. Because they don't care. Yeah. But maybe, like, this pulls enough people out from under a rock and they go, oh, I didn't realize this was what happening. And, like, you know, how can you miss it in a lot of ways with some yeah, of the stuff that's in that... Like the the cube crawls and stuff. Like, come on, um, that stuff that stuff happens because somebody goes. The people who don't want to participate are like, I don't have the energy to deal with this. I'm just yeah, going to pretend definitely it's happening. Um, and I uh, know because I've been at companies where that has happened before. Yeah. Not to that. I've never been somewhere that has been as bad as this in any way, yeah. um, where it's escalated to people being like verbally or physically harassed, but I have been mm-hmm. at companies where the culture is such that like inappropriate stuff is happening and nobody wants to deal with it. Who's like not participating. And so it's more like, well, those of us who are not the problem, we'll just go, we'll just walk heads away. down and we'll just do our know, work. And it yeah. wasn't cool. I mean, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't the, the right move. Thankfully it wasn't, you know, in the world of like sexual harassment. So it wasn't mm-hmm. like, the same kind of harm but it was still like creating a bad work environment and not making people unhappy um and it had a psychological effect but you know what it was easier to just continue to go to work at this job i didn't give a shit about and Mm -hmm. try to put it out of my mind than it was to actually say something to somebody especially considering that i knew at the time um that uh, and i won't name the company but i knew at the time if i did say something it wouldn't nothing would have happened and guess what it didn't um when I finally got sick of it and said something, nobody gave a shit. Nobody at corporate gave a shit. Same thing kept happening. So it was like yeah. a waste. Of- <laughs> uh, yep. I, I've had similar scenarios of being like, hey, 
uh, speaking to management and being pretty open about some very negative abusive things that were going on from a very specific member of a team and being told, uh, we know that this person can be a bit hard to work with, but you know, we have to account for all personality types and you know, they, they, they do good work. So you just got to tolerate it. And it's like, well, then fuck you. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. And, um, I'm not saying I'm saying what has to happen when it enters the realm of like actual of like harm being done to people. Not that that isn't harm. That's its own kind of harm. But Mm. when it enters the realm of like the cube crawls, the Cosby suite, that kind of stuff, you have to, if you are in demographic that is in the power holding group, you, you, you have to try to, to speak up and say something and it can be really uncomfortable and hard and it could risk your career and it's true but like we i i'll i i say as like a cis white dude we have to be willing to put that stuff on the line to try to improve the conditions of people who hold that privilege privilege just has to happen there is Mm -hmm. no other solution and it's scary it might be scary for you but you have to do it um and uh, there's no other way out of it, frankly, um, other than structural change, which I also advocate for. But, you know, that's harder to make happen with individual action. Not that individual action isn't important in that, too. But um, on a behavior level in your immediate workplace, you, you got you to gotta risk it and understand that you'll probably be more. It's, it's, we've entered a place in, like, late-stage capitalism where I have to be able to say, my odds of landing on my feet and surviving this without extreme trauma are a lot higher than the person being harassed. I mean, you look at people die over this stuff um, at, at, at Activision Blizzard, and you have to start looking at that at it that way as like, yeah, it might mean that I don't have a job and my career's fucked, but that's better than someone being driven to like self-harm. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it sucks that we're being put in a position where we have to start making those those judgments and weighing those things but that's that's the way it's going to go and i'll tell you right now like you should totally participate in the boycotts you want to participate in i think it's a good idea to like when you see workers doing walkouts and stuff like that and staging strikes it's great you shouldn't cross the picket line but don't tell yourself i I saw some stuff on twitter that was like who gives a fuck about overwatch stop playing that shit and it's like what you're doing does not have do it for you. If you're uncomfortable playing those games, good. Stop playing them. Take real action in your life. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. But like, going like, I never liked it anyways. Like, yeah, it's the least yeah. helpful way of going about it. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, or like I saw a couple tweets about like, I don't understand how any good person could play a Blizzard game at this point. And it's like, come on. <laughs> like, you're, 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 you're not helping the situation that doesn't do anything to support people who work there under and it's not Especially like the people so making people the games were, right. and the people doing yeah. the walkouts were calling for people to boycott the games. And I mean, I get it. I don't buy Nestle stuff because I really don't like Nestle. So I go out of my way not to buy their product. That's totally fine. But you got to understand, I do that because it makes me uncomfortable. I would love to see that company broken up. But like, I'm not going to yeah. come over and be like, you got fucking coffee, mate, in your fridge. What's wrong with you? You're a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Uh, you do that on principle because coffee made is bad, not because Nestle <laughs> is bad. Uh, 
I think Coffee Mate's the Nestle one. Anyway, um, just take real action in your life and like actually call out the shitty behavior around you. That's, mm-hmm. that's, and then also yeah. maybe don't play their games. It makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, avoid it if you can. Do your best. Like I don't know. It's I I think everybody just needs to try to do their best, and it's not always cut and dry what that might be or you know if i don't know it's just try your best to support people in your life who are going through this shit tell people hey this is bad if you feel uncomfortable with what blizzard's doing avoid buying their games if you can um you know if you're if you feel that way yeah or you know it's just like yeah yeah in addition if you are like pat was saying in one of the more majority e kind of groups where you can land on your feet and things of that nature, reach out to people who you mm-hmm. know, who we work with, who you might not work with, but you know, you're relatively close to whatever. So ask people how they're doing, you know, check in on them, mm-hmm. see if there's like be a place they can talk if they need to. Cause people having to deal with that on their own is total bullshit. And I guarantee you, you would be surprised at the number of people, you know, that have to deal with um, something on this spectrum somewhere um and who probably yep. won't talk about it but don't feel like they have to. yeah because sure. i'll tell you i have had um conversations with, with in this relevant to this like women in my life who have shared stuff that they clearly want to talk about that couldn't now it doesn't unfortunately surprise me but at the time i was like holy shit this just happens and it's okay um yeah, and uh, pretty pervasive everywhere. Yep. How about that? PlayStation Five. Yeah, so that's the current situation <laughs> on Activision Blizzard. We'll oh, see also, what ha- other it, developments as they come forward. Huge. I'm sure that everybody said this last week, but huge content warning on this stuff. If you go looking yeah. for information about it, like, oh it's yeah, the, it's it's the worst. It's really bad. So keep that yeah, in mind. We we prefaced everything yeah. last week with that um so yeah into some more lighthearted news uh the playstation 5 has apparently sold 10 million units and is now the fastest selling playstation to who someday eight million people will end up with consoles that aren't just sitting on shelves yeah 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 like it it i do wonder like how many are on like scalper you know scalper I mean, warehouses do we or whatever have sales numbers for like miles morales because i feel like that would tell you how many cop- how many of those uh, digital are digital I, I think doesn't get like reported yeah, probably right um, not, yeah. yeah not with the same same stats yeah so it's it, yeah it, i would love to know how many like how many users actually logged on to a ps5 um, right, but, and uh, how many of them are out in in the wild? Okay, and then even that like is said. like a little yeah. wonky because people were doing that thing where they uh, like did the the PlayStation cattle or you know yeah. the games whatever I don't even know what it's called mm-hmm. anymore PlayStation Plus collection or whatever uh, and then yeah, yeah I think that's getting it. people to sign into their account for them so they could have all those games yeah, yeah. sold uh, around four million for PS4 okay Miles First Morales. Time. But that doesn't really matter. Yeah. yeah, it was a PS4. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I imagine like, it sold less on PS5 just because. It's, that just seems I like mean, a game that yeah. the vast majority of PS5 owners would have purchased. Maybe. Um, so, like, yeah, I bet that would tell you what the maybe what the number of actual PS5s. But yeah, that but also like I think there's like a lot of fucking PS5s out there or PS4s. So I imagine that number accounting for digital would be much higher. And then oh, yeah, like yeah. all digital all digital PS fives and blah 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 blah. Yeah, like I'd want to see kind of a correlated thing looking at things like Returnal and Demon Souls and like the sure, stuff that yeah. did not come to PS four and seeing if we can extrapolate yeah. roughly how many What's people definitely. of these ten million sales actually have a PS four or PS five rather. Tough, and this speaks to a problem the PS five has, which is that you know I thankfully I'm glad I have a PS five because Returnal and Demon Souls are in my wheelhouse, but. There's a lot of people that aren't interested in Returnal and Demon Souls based on yeah. like the talk around those games. They were they were well, a lot of how about their their niche games kind of. How about Astro's Playroom then? Like if we could find player data on that, that would probably tell you everything. Yeah, you well, need that to know. would just be that would <laughs> yeah because it's the it's number of people pa- that actually pa- turned on their PS5. Exactly, it's the pack. It's the pack in. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, w- I wonder if there's a, s- a way to see how many trophies have been earned, not just like I'm looking that up right now. Yeah. <laughs> you, you keep doing that. That's a good point. Uh, Microsoft also mentioned that the Xbox Series X and S are their fastest selling consoles or units to date, but they didn't give a number. Um, but generally speaking, it seemed like their stock was lower, even though mm. um, they're like you know they were just making less boxes, but like they've also been like on store shelves in some places easy to pick up. Yeah. Pat, you've got quite the expression on your well, face. Well, I don't know where this is. On psnprofiles.com uh-huh. says that 100,000 people got the in mint condition trophy, which is a 92.78% common trophy. Sorry, how many? 100,000. So that's I don't weird. know if that's just that, people who have reported it on this website. But I, the, I don't, I don't think know if so. I think that I think they're just they're trawling through API stuff. I think, uh, but I'm not it, sure. It would depend like if someone has like a private profile that probably wouldn't show up. Right. And I don't so, know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm trying to find Yeah, like I'm pretty sure I have a private profile and I know that I have that trophy. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you like multiply that by ten. Maybe maybe it is. I don't know. There's no like yeah, good I, way I to like understand how the site fairly works. Similar number <laughs> eighty nine thousand people on TrueTrophies.com reporting. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway. it's Regard- regardless, it's. I would be surprised if half of those Playstations are currently plugged into a TV. Um, I, I yeah, crazy, it's, but also I I mean. I don't know. I, it's hard to hard to square like what we were seeing with like people like scalpers having like hundreds of playstations in where you if, know. If I yeah. if I were well also are these sell through numbers? I guess they would have to be because they're the um, fastest so. selling, so I assume. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. But and also they're selling out it's possible games, yeah. so they have like, to yeah. but yeah. Um but uh the I wouldn't if I had to put money on it. I would certainly say I would bet at least two million are not currently. Maybe yeah. Whether yeah, yeah across 
countries and that i could i could see that maybe yeah yeah but but from sony's perspective they don't differentiate they're like hey it's a sales yeah there's no reason for them to. oh yeah yeah i mean yeah there will be a reason for them to care eventually because they make more money on the software than they do on the hardware so they will want those units sitting in they want them all plugged into tvs eventually but yep it is about in three years they're gonna care (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it is wild that you know, with the chip shortage and like how hard it is to get these boxes that they that it's still like the fastest selling that they were able yeah. to like keep up with demand that much and like make all this stuff uh, make that many uh, in that time frame is impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and doesn't like is like hard to understand with like the chip shortage stuff and like you know <laughs> weird. Um, the Xbox One that makes sense because like so there's two skews. The, the original Xbox was not popular. Like yeah. you know, some people liked it, but overall, not very popular. The 360 was kind of like an unproven thing, but then like and it but it was early, so like it sold a lot. I assume just not as fast. And then yeah, yeah, yeah like once people were like, oh, the X 360 is actually really good, then it started to like pick up. Mm-hmm. And then the Xbox One was a disaster. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, with like Game Pass and stuff, like it, it totally makes sense that the X and S would be their best, fastest selling consoles to date for Microsoft. Yeah, totally. Uh, I don't know. Game, gaming industry is getting big, y'all. Yep. Yeah. No longer is it the mom and pop industry that we all it's, remember. More than just Pac-Man and Tetris, it's... <laughs> what I think uh, is interesting is, like, there's no fucking games. <laughs> like, Ratchet yeah. was good, and that came out this year, but, like, everything on PS5, aside from Ratchet, and I guess Miles, feels like it's kind of... Like, Demon's Souls and Returnal, I think, are great games. Um, still need to go back to Returnal at some point. My racing schedule totally derailed me on that game, but it's not for everybody, that's for sure. That game mm-hmm. is fucking hard and it doesn't give shit about your about your quality of life the player so like <laughs> i couldn't blame someone for not wanting to play it and um so it's kind of wild because what they gotta they, they delayed horizon the next year as we all thought they yep. would um there's just like there's not going to be anything for that box this holiday they did they officially announce that or I thought that was still just rumored, uh, but like what people reporting. On, I think I think Jeff Grubb. Wh- hold on, I think Jeff Grubb on Grub Stacks was saying it was delayed. But hold on, okay, let me see. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Pretty sure it was confirmed, but uh, I'm just seeing report. I'm not seeing. Let's, I'm, but let's see what Bloomberg says. Uh, yeah, I would, but yeah, regardless. according to a person familiar with the matter, like it sounds like it's probably likely. Uh, and you know, people don't just people don't just post things to post them, but like Sony hasn't come out to confirm it. It's just uh, it's the scuttlebutt. I don't think, but, Which, yeah. but, but there's supposed to be a state of play in August, so I imagine that is when they'll say 2022 yeah. for that. But I think the point remains, Pat. Like PS5 and Xbox Series, the series is I don't know. 
I still don't know how we identify them. Um, sex. The, the, yes. the sex box. The, uh, the S. Sex box. My sex S. box. Yep. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so with them bad boys. Sex box you, on. I, sex box uh, off. Open your, I, open your browser. Search sex box. No. Okay. Don't do right. that. No. Sex box. What? I don't know. Oh. What up with. It's a chat show. 2013 one season at 2.4 on IMDb. Well, this is boring. Never mind. Forget um, I said anything. Don't but, search that. <laughs> um, Wait. This I feel... show is fucking wild. <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, this is boring. Oh my god, this is why. Okay, <laughs> okay, anyway. go for it. And then I'll, if you wanted to go for it, please. And then I'll continue. No, no, no. I don't want to go for. I don't. Okay. Do your own I, research. I don't want to talk about that show. <laughs> um, god, I'm googling it now. I think there might be two shows, and one of them is the one I'm reacting to, and one of them is the 2013 talk show. But yeah, so, yeah. I'm looking at the 2013 talk show. Huh, oh, huh. yeah. <laughs> See. <laughs> anyway so i feel i think we've been talking about this for years but i feel like the idea of a home console is slowly just getting so deprecated because oh, yeah. sony is releasing a lot of their games to pc and there's news that came out this week of they partnered with some company whose name i didn't recognize like nintech or something uh, where they're going to be porting more and more of their exclusives to PC, Nixies? Game Pass, yeah, they, something, they, like, I think something Nixies, like that. They bought, they bought Nixies. I believe. Oh, they bought them. Oh, okay. I didn't. I thought it was a partnership. I believe. But, yeah, some something like that. Where, but just everything is coming to the PC. Like the only real appeal of us, like a a dedicated console, I think at this point is the lower barrier to entry for price because it is always going to be cheaper to buy a, a box a console rather than building a, a full gaming PC. But then again, who knows, maybe the steam deck will kind of fill that niche. So wait, they had uh, an American version of sex box too. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> wait, sex box two. Is that like, uh, yeah. Another oops, more boxes. No, that they had an American for, they mm. like, that was a British import to America. Apparently. Oh, apparently there's also adultsexbox.com, custom curated subscription box for adults. Oh. That's not even oh. what I was reacting to. There was like some <laughs> Google result that the preview said like a show where people have sex in a box. Yeah, no, that's what it is. <laughs> that's the British show is apparently. Okay, so <laughs> so we're, we're telling it to the audience. Uh, they don't have to Google it. Apparently the show is that they get they invite couples. They have them have sex in the sex box. And then afterwards, okay. they talk about their relationship. Yeah, like it's it's not you can't see in the box, thank God. Uh, but but it's like they've had yeah, but they're like but it's oh, definitely on look, a they've definitely had sex on the box, like the live sex celebration from WWE history. Yeah, yes. And Ed yes. And that, yes, there Similar. there weren't very many episodes of that in in the UK, and then it suddenly they they brought it over to the US apparently. I don't fucking. Which is canceled no due to poor ratings. So. Thank, thank God. <laughs> we don't need that. I mean, look, look. You want to watch people doing it? Go, 
on your own go for it you know fine go to twitch.tv slash gaming fix um i'm not <laughs> saying i have any issues with that's your thing but that's i don't a talk show about that's that's just weird to me normalize wait people talking apparently about sex, but also okay okay <laughs> okay apparently on the u.s show they're, they're, the hosts co- like do commentary on the sex, <laughs> like play by play. Do they I guess. have a feed? Are it's they just, do, it? I, I guess because during this time the shows like where they during this time where they're having sex, the show's hosts will comment on sex, the couple, and the chances the couple's relationship will survive. I do you think this are they talking about shitty? <laughs> okay, whatever. It, wait, wait, it's like look at this. Uh, I don't know how accurate this is, but apparently there was a Washington Post review where it says like th- that they give them like a number grade for their sex. <laughs> or is it about the talking? I don't know. I am like, what is happening with this show? Oh, okay. the, the, the technique on that triple roundabout. No, no. <laughs> Who's the Simone Beale Biles? Simone Biles of uh, Sexbox. I don't what know. question from the chat? What would their grading scale be? I don't. It's a good question. It's uh, Wait. it's out of nine, and oh, oh, the couple. Wait, nice. they rate their their they they rate each other after okay. having the sex. Okay, okay. Well, that's all. I so thought like it was a, just like they're like giving commentary. Survey? How would you say you were satisfied? Would you say you were extremely yeah, I, I satisfied? I think that's what it was. <laughs> I would like think the how? the wife gives like the <laughs> like the husband a rating of seven point nine, and I'm like, what is that fucking what? You, you should look. Okay. Look. <laughs> hey. Oh no. Hey, if you're in an adult. If you're in an adult relationship with a partner, and it's a, that's a sexual relationship. Talk about this stuff amongst yourselves before you go on. You a talk don't show need a TV show to do it for you. In a cube, <laughs> in a cube yeah. yeah. Or, or you know, hey, if you want, if, if you want, you can't talk about your the, the sex you're having. Your relationship is. If you want to have help with it, that's fine. But like, go to a therapist. Yes, like, that's exactly. what therapy is yeah, yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, couples therapy. That's the thing. But that's like what very if you valid. Have your five minutes of fame. And be I'm on just a saying, TV show. Go for well, it, it was, if you're into it, but talk about it before you go for it so that you're not on stage revealing that you don't like your partner's, I don't know, bone and stuff. Apparently, they said 7.9 <laughs> is like, that's, that's pretty good. That's not bad. So, are we saying that we should be watching this show and doing our own review oh of it? Oh my God. You know what? I am. I. Oh. oh. Mm. No, thank you. I could deal with. Uh, hey, I just you can transcripts. You can buy the American version on uh, YouTube. So, oh, good. If you want to pay actual I, money, like actual dollars to watch this. this show, <laughs> I'm sure you could find a way to watch this show. If you yeah, do not pay money for this. Probably on Funimation so, with bad subtitles. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So, you could buy season one in HD for twenty eight dollars. So, uh, uh, Andre, how about the Annapurna thing? Yeah. (laughs) First, there's another PlayStation Five bit of news. Oh, Uh, they they finally detailed the storage stuff, which was you know we knew it was going to be okay. Get an SSD. You can put the SSD in the 
PS5 that's coming out in the newest beta firmware and then will be shortly released in the next, like, official firmware update. Kind of the only, like, weird thing is they say, hey, you need to put a, a, a heat sink on your uh, expan- storage expansion yeah. if it doesn't it's come not, with one already. It's not surprising. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, like... It's only weird if you're getting a uh, getting a drive that doesn't come with a heatsink already. Yeah, uh, like some of like the Samsung ones don't necessarily have one. Um, things get fucking hot, man. They get really yeah. hot. Uh, and I think Seagate was one of the ones announced. They are like, oh, we got our official PS5 made for the PS5 uh, SSDs, and like. Four terabyte one is like a thousand dollars, which yeah. is par for the course on the prices. Right. But it is just a reminder of like how expensive these new Gen Four SSDs are. Yep. Uh, and like personally, I I've had my PlayStation for like six months now or something, and no issues at all nah. with like storage. Like, I mean, you know, that's because there's no de- fucking games for it. But yeah, I, I delete games when I'm done with them, yeah. and it's. Well, Fine. and honestly, for part of it is since I don't have a data cap now, mm-hmm. like I deleted Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which I hadn't played in months, but I was like, yeah. I can just reinstall this if I want to at some point. Yeah. It's a hundred gigs taking it up yeah. on the hard drive. Yeah. Um, and you you don't have a data cap anymore. Right. So I don't mind shuffling games around. Um, mm-hmm. I think Sam made a good point that like if I was playing like Genshin Impact and Destiny and Final Fantasy on my PS5, I might be like, oh. There's mm-hmm. not a lot of room here. Um, whereas I have Genshin and Final Fantasy installed right now, that leaves plenty of room for a couple of rotating games. Mm-hmm. Um, if I were playing another couple of big service games, it may be less. Maybe, yeah. Uh, but again, I don't know what you would be playing on like that. Sports games, I guess. Like, yeah. If you're really into both Madden and FIFA and also the show or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so you can look forward to that. Probably, you know, wait for people to grab, you know, hard drives and test them out and see before you go and necessarily buy one. But they're pretty clear with, like, speeds you should look for on your drives and stuff like that. And, you know, if you if you for some reason need more storage on your PS5, then go ahead and look into getting a new SSD. Yeah. Just make sure and, it's the but, right kind. Otherwise, it won't play the games. Yeah. But to be fair, the way Xbox did it is way better. Where it's, it's very, like a, uh, it's a stick you put into the back of it. <laughs> yeah. It's very uh, user friendly. And the PS5 version is just, is I would say, is more user friendly than it has been in the past with like the PS3 or the uh, PS4 because this is just expanding the storage you're not replacing the storage right um but then having to add the heat sink is like a little weird if your uh drive doesn't come with a heat sink in the first place but yeah and and also if people are like scared of touching uh like opening up their systems because you have to basically pull the sides off of it and you have to you have a screwdriver and like install it like you could install it backwards and break this thousand dollar four terabyte drive totally Sure. So uh, like, there's there's room for error. 
Yeah. Uh, but again, that's like no different than like the PS3 or the PS4. So it's just kind of following in that, you know, that footstep, that design philosophy, I guess. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, f- and also from the chat, since they are requiring the SSD to have a heatsink, I would be curious which models would have heatsinks that even fit into the PS5 case as well. Like if there is a minimum spec. If, yeah. That, um, is, that is an interesting point, I guess. Cause like some heatsinks are very tall. Yeah. Um, like I've, I've seen some that are pretty beefy, but uh, I, I don't know how big the like there's a cover that goes over like that dry space and i'm not sure how like much room that gives exactly yeah i don't know i think there's like a corsair like heat sink that's pretty tall i think maybe i don't know Uh, i don't remember (laughs) but uh, so how about that annapurna showcase i i didn't see it it was good it happened when i was asleep there's a YouTube video. And then it just never, <laughs> it, it just didn't make its way into my schedule. Yeah, I need to go watch that because. I, oh, am I the only one who saw it? I think you're Dang. the only one to watch the, the, the whole thing. I just saw the it, trailers that came out of it that were cool. Yeah. It, was it really sounded cool. like there was a lot of good games in there, which is yeah. not surprising for Manapurna. Yeah. Like, um, it's worth watching the entire thing. Um, they did a nice, nice blend of gameplay and also interactions with the developers themselves. Uh, kind of talking about the stories of the people who are making them. The uh, developers out of Seattle. It was fun to watch them go skateboarding and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah. Well, if none of y'all have watched it, I don't think we need to talk too much about it. But it's it's very good, and there's they some real winners in there. Finally announced the Outer Wilds DLC. Right. Yeah. Um, that trailer. It's it was very good. It was very spooky. I'm very, 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 very excited about it. Yeah, it was. And you've played a bit already, too. Well, but that's. I have not. I don't. Okay. Okay. I think I can legally say if okay. I have or I haven't. Okay. Well. Any upcoming Outer Wilds content. You've played the Outer Wilds. <laughs> I have played the game itself. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's. Damn, they announced a lot of stuff here. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the very first game they showed, which was really interesting, um, but I can't remember the name of it. I'll, I'll look at uh, look that on the side. The Stray, The Artful Escape. No. Uh, it might have okay, been well, The Artful Escape, but okay. Stray looked awesome. Did any of you watch just straight up Stray's, um, Stray's trailer that they put out? I no, saw the I cat can drive a little cart. Yep. Okay, I love it. Ten out of ten already. It looks it looks it, really good. It was it was spoiled for me because all I saw was um was everybody being like this this is a pet peeve. I'm not actually trying to to, to kill anybody's fun at all. But mm-hmm. I basically saw like ten tweets in a row almost stacked on my timeline that were like, You play as a cat, so best game ever. And that kind of <laughs> those kinds of tweets always make me go like well, now I don't. I'll just look at it when it comes out because <laughs> I'm just gonna go in with like, like, oh, it's got this in it, so that means it's gonna be the best. But I, I, it sounds like it, the trailer was really it, cool. yeah. It genuinely looked like a lot of fun to play. Um, it kind of looks like the good parts of Uncharted, um, which which is like kind of like the story driven parts of Uncharted, where you're walking around and exploring and uh, sometimes doing little puzzles. Like it has aspects of that. 
Uh, it has like aspects of Half-Life 2 in kind of the world that you're in and the stuff you're interacting with. Like there's not quite a combine equivalent, but it's close enough. That's and cool. yeah, and it was like, uh, I don't know. It just looks fun. It looks entertaining That's, and it looks charming. I'm much more, I'll go watch the trailer now. Much more sold on it after that. You also play yeah. a cat in Biomutant. That's the thing I want to remind you. <laughs> That's true. Um, Cats are great. Doesn't automatically mean <laughs> they're going to be the best game. Yeah. Here. Yeah. I, I looked it up and it was the artful escape that I was thinking of. That game looks delightful. Mm-hmm. And, I did see some stuff about that. Yeah. Cool. The, uh, the cast, uh, Lena Hetty, Jason yep. Schwartzman, yep. Mark Strong, I don't know who that is, and oh, Carl yeah, he's, Weathers. He's in a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. It looks great. Um, watch the trailer for Funny that. Game also, on that bone. Yeah. Yeah, girl. Um, but you should w- also watch the trailer. Pat, you in particular should watch the trailer for Skin Deep. Uh, uh, I have. Yeah, I know would, that I saw something for that. Yeah, I think you That's would enjoy Blendo. it. It's, it's from Blendo. Yep. 30 yes. Flights of Love and, and all them. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, I, I love seen, I love Blendo. I've seen a bunch of stuff. About Blendo's this game. cool. I'm very excited for this game. It looks very cool. Yeah, it looks great. Uh, it's so. like a, it's, it's like a, um, I think it's like procedural too, like kind of run based almost. Um, it is run based for sure. Uh, whether or not the level's procedural, I'm not sure. Yeah. You're like, it's like a, it's an immersive sim basically, um, mm. where you're like going around these, uh, these, these spaceships and it kind of looks like what I wanted that, um, that game from last year that everybody really, that a lot of people really like the roguelike, um, with the or, or uh, void bastards void bastards yeah it kind of looks oh, like what i was hoping right. void bastards was gonna be mm. um yeah so yeah that's fair and there's a oh. there's a there's a mac it also has cats in it it does yep um and allison if you were gonna watch one trailer i would recommend a memoir blue to you mm. it's really cool style um where it starts with like this girl like 3d very nicely 3d animated uh with character model and stuff like that in a train um mm just kind of like it's kind of chill and then she starts like going looking into her memories and her memories are like a hand-drawn art style so oh, like nifty. it goes like and then like you can kind of see like the background of like the train like what's happening behind the windows starting to fill in with like this really pretty like uh forgotten Anne style you know or um, not ghibli but you know like that get thrown around but very nice hand animated style in the background of this 3d game Mm-hmm. And it, it's a really it's a striking style it's super cool oh red i'll check that out all right so annapurna continuing to bring the bangers uh instead of bringing the bangers sounds like oculus oculus <laughs> quest 2 is bringing the <laughs> scratchers the rashers bringing the ointment uh, well, you got to bring the ointment to the Oculus because apparently they're stopping sales as they try to figure out why people are getting rashes and irritated skin from their Oculus. Yep, around their eyes. <laughs> well, uh, not recommended. Uh, don't. I don't even know what to say about this. Uh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's funny it because I we were talking about VR solutions for racing in one of my discords mm-hmm. and somebody was like, what do you think is the best one to get? And I was like, well, you can stomach having to have a Facebook account. Totally fair if you can't. But mm-hmm. the Quest has a really good wireless solution. It's really affordable. 
and so it's a good way to test out if you really even want to use VR um, with mm-hmm. uh, with racing. And then literally, so, like this news article came out like 15 minutes later, and someone linked it, and I was <laughs> like, or maybe just don't buy an Oculus product <laughs> at all. Yeah. Uh, Sad. <laughs> Yeah. Is That's, is a Google Cardboard a reasonable entry no. point if you want to try it for that kind of stuff? Nah. It's you're not gonna get you're not gonna get the, the fidelity you need. You're not gonna get the connection. There's no PC connection that's gonna work well enough. Um, right. it's uh there's probably somebody out there who has made a Google Cardboard work with OpenVR enough to boot to get it to go, but I don't think a phone is gonna provide the yeah. kind of field of view you really want for uh, totally. It's more serious sim gaming anyway. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of what would be the lowest barrier to entry. But if that's not viable, then eh. Yeah, I mean, it's still probably, I would say it's probably buying, seeing if you can find a Quest 1 um, available. Used, or like so you can, get, S. you can get all the rashes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was the Rift S, but they're not going to make Rift S anymore. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, is, yeah, I... I'm gonna have to try and milk my friend for information when he actually starts his job there. <laughs> uh, I also there, but um, the the I I wonder. It seems like there is a lot of room for somebody to come in and make like the affordable sort of entry level uh, headset um, mm-hmm. that is like a solid PC option that offers all in one mm-hmm. tracking instead of having to use base stations. Um, yeah. That that would be cool. Maybe yeah, someone it, will hack the PlayStation VR too. Well, that's to what I was gonna say. It. Were I Sony, and I'm not, and they're not me, and they won't do this. But were I Sony, I would say, look, PSVR works best on PlayStation Five. But hey, you want to plug it into your PC? We're not gonna stop you. And yeah. here's a driver for I mean, VR that'll work. Like. Uh, people got PlayStation VR working on PC, but the problem is you need like iToy cameras. So that's the thing is I think that <laughs> like PlayStation I, I 3 be, iToy cameras. I will be very surprised multiple. if the PSVR requires a camera. I bet it'll be all in one. Right, yeah, no, I'm it's pretty sure it's... Yeah. Um, if, if it's not, then what are they doing? Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So PlayStation VR 2, I would be surprised if you couldn't use it on... And then also there's like controllers like the the app mm-hmm. that stuff is weird right too. so that's difficult um, but, but actually it might actually be okay because con- i think the camera was part of the reason or something i don't know yeah. yeah the the and and what's great about stuff like sim sim racing is you don't like it's actually kind of a hindrance that I, you have to have the controllers around mm-hmm. um because ideally you're just using your wheel like you're not actually using the controllers yeah. for anything um and you have a mouse like handy to to kind of do some math. Oh, I. This is unrelated to anything we were talking about at all. I just learned that John St. John voices Big the Cat. I oh, didn't yeah. know that. I had I no idea. That, actually, yeah. That's so weird. Again, completely I don't unrelated. Know what to do with this information. Just picture Big the Cat saying, "Blow it out your ass." That, yes. Is that any hands Sonic a chili dog? <laughs> I've got balls. So you're saying Big, big, big the Cat has not he's, been... He's not neutered? <laughs> yeah, 
That's what I'm saying. Of course he's not. <laughs> you kidding me? I, you're saying Big the Cat fucks. Yes. Well, how is this Big a the Cat procreates. Okay, we're, we're done now. <laughs> oh, this is your line. We talked about the I, yes. sex box show. Listen, those are real Put, adult people, not a not big the Sonic cat. cat. Not real not adult big cats. Cat. Big the cat yeah. is real. He is my friend and he has sex. God, okay, that makes it sound a lot worse than before. Now, anyway. now with, with consenting, uh, I don't know, consenting Adul- partners. Adults. Adults, people. yes. I, hey, I, I, I'm not going to say it's people because, look, it's a cat. <laughs> yeah, but Big's a cat. Never mind. We can't do this. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> you can find Allison at Writers. Uh, <laughs> uh, that, that is going to do Allison it. Allison wants to associate her social <laughs> with this shit show. That is going to do it for episode 183 of the Gaming Fix podcast on July 31st. 2021 i have been your host andre cole aka your partner's favorite arnold schwarzenegger one-liner you can find me on twitter at coolslaw c-o-o-l-s-l-4-w where i'll probably also post about any uh streams i'm doing i got some ideas for stuff i'm gonna start doing or maybe i'll put some stuff up on youtube i don't know we'll see uh you can follow the podcast on twitter at fix podcasts did i get it right did I do it? Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. 10 out of 10. You're rated 6 rate out of 9. 9.3 out of 10. Yep. Uh, that's my favorite Star Trek character. 6 of 9. Um, that's when I tried Star Trek online. That's what I called my board character. <laughs> good. There was, also, there was also someone playing as 4 of 20. So Nice. Uh, Pat. Find me. Yeah, find you. Plays on twitter and park in front of the real life 24 hours of spa you can just watch on youtube forgot about that cool nice go watch allison you can do, find do me you... on twitter <laughs> are you okay you can find to... me on twitter at w-r-i-t-e-r-s-e-r-e-n-y-t-y um no big the cat on my twitter <laughs> do not big the cat Never. do not interact that's that's <laughs> yeah. in your bio yeah <laughs> <laughs> If you are Big the Cat, do not You can send me. I like Big the Cat. You can send me Big the Cat. I do not want any not safe for worse work Big Big the Cat content. Only oh, safe for work Big the Cat. Give me a second. Yes. Not safe for work Big no, the I, Cat. No, 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 no. Bad idea. Okay. What is what is rule to, what's rule 63? I don't want to know. We I, have to clap for Allison's audio. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. Yeah, uh, we have to clap. Wait, again. wait. Well, Alex, where can we find you? You don't want to know. Big the cat rule yeah. Fairly. <laughs> no, si- rule sixty-three. I don't know what that is. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Well, I'm gonna have to we'll, go down a we'll big find out. hole here. Okay. Well, <laughs> that's yourself. Stay wet, gamers. Oh, for every given male character, there is oh, a female God. version of the character, and vice versa. Oh, that's not. That's not so bad. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Lady Big the Cat. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Stay wet, Big the Cat. <laughs> Okay, oh. <laughs>